This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Rev up those fryers, because I am sure hungry for one Greg Hill Show. Broadcasting from beautiful and safe Brighton, Massachusetts. It's go, 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 go time. This is... Who are you? I'm out, Greg. Pleased to meet you. The Greg Hill Morning Show. Tick, tick, boom. Starring... I'm Instagram famous. <laughs> Come on, man. We go way back. You're damn right we do, Tom. You're a fraud, Greg. Greg Hill. How am I afraid of iOS? <laughs> I don't, I don't want it. I just, it. I just don't want to download it because I don't want them to force me to buy a new phone. Featuring the original spark of the Pats dynasty. Super Bowl champion Jermaine. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> don't worry about it. Wiggy. If you're calling your cable provider today, I would make sure you get the right thing when you order the MLB pack. The true definition I, of see, You notice I like I can't even finish a line over here. Oh, I thought somebody, she was done. Without, what do you mean you thought I was done? I was I was speaking and oh, you're interrupting well, me. Well, you stopped the... speaking. Joined by the relationship alpha. Oh, this is going to make me sound stupid, but can't you just buy your own sex doll? Courtney Cox. Water. So you don't want to swim with the dolphins while we're down there? We could do that too as a group activity. No, I don't trust dolphins. And accompanied by. Look at my booty in these tight pants. You know, can't <laughs> stuff it in your mouth if you're on the phone. Two big bro- Brains behind the glass. Brian Hoyer, the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Another stroke of Sweeney's. Curtis and Shine. They're like, did they get a call like, uh, we got a suspect stealing sneakers at Dick's? And she responded, don't worry, I'm on the scene. <laughs> but I will say, balls and Dick's yeah. move there yeah. where you're going to call the cops on a cop. Right. Now, let's get down to business. It's time to party. It's time for the Greg Hill Morning Show. Good morning. Good hello, more morning, everybody. <laughs> hello, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbors! On Boston Sports Original. W-E-E-I. I'm our people. W-E-E-I. When I say Greg Hill and you say show. Greg Hill. Greg Hill. Greg Hill. Show. All right. It's go, 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 go time. Let the games begin. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Tick, tick, boom. What's going on, everybody? What it do? Happy Monday, Wiggy. It is Monday. Hello, Curtis. Hey, Greg. How are you today? Fantastic. Shime, good morning. And Hi, hello. Greg. Let's go to the Anything Goes state of Florida and check in with Courtney. 
Who I'm morning, sure is guys. well rested. Good morning. Hello. I missed you guys so much. Mm, no, you didn't. No, I'm 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 being honest. No. I talked to you this morning. I had so much FOMO. My parents listened every morning before I got up uh-huh. and would tell me everything. We have a lot to get to because mm-hmm. I'm in my blocking stage now of life. Your of what? If my blocking stage. So if anybody comes at my husband, I'm coming back. Oh, uh-huh. all right. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm coming back. Well, so the uh, overhead uh, compartment situation, uh, oh, we yeah. can get to that. We're gonna I get post to- a nice happy birthday to him yesterday. Mm. People have the audacity to come at him in the comments about his appearance. Block. Oh. Block, block, block. <laughs> so, yeah, I missed you guys a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to get Florida ready for you. Well, we would like to get to the bottom of the whole carry-on luggage overhead bin yeah. situation, so we can do that at some point. Douchery move. Um, it Douche be, well, a week. Uh, well, that's Wiggy. That's you saying that. I didn't I mean, say I, it. That's what You're going to be blocked. Said. You realize you're going to be blocked? <laughs> that's what never the people Wiggy. said. I mean, Sophie was blocked, and she never got unblocked. <laughs> <laughs> How's the weather, Courtney? Weather has been perfect. It's yeah. been stunning. It, 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 floor, we should all move here full time. You're blocked. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have breaking weather news I'll get to, but uh, good news for Boston. Yeah? Yeah. We mm-hmm. have, it's going to be a fabulous end of February, March, and April. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, we will be we will join you on Wednesday morning, Courtney. We'll see you. Well, we'll see you Tuesday night when we get down there. So. And Can't, I heard that we're doing like team building um, exercises. Well, one group activity. Mm. Yes. Okay. Uh, you can weigh in on which you prefer. So far, the choices are the swamp ride on the <laughs> uh, swamp boat, oh, the, okay. the water park, and kayaking with manatees, which is also describes uh, a pool day activity with me and Wiggy and Shine. <laughs> Uh, but 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 those Ooh. are the three. You could add if there's some. If, <laughs> thank you, Sean. If there's something that you would like added in as an alternate group activity, we could consider that. I like all three. I don't like the water park. I think water park yeah. is out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No water park. No, no water. water. Yeah, we all agree on that one. Okay. The other two though, Wiggy in a kayak seems very interesting. <laughs> I think and it's more of a um, what are those things called where you stand on the surfboard. Uh, Not like really a, a kayak. Paddleboard? Yes, I think yes, it's more it's of a... It's kind of like paddleboard, kayak thing, yeah. and then you reach out and try to touch a manatee, Yeah, I think. Yeah. But, okay. I, but I, based on my reading of it, I think it's some kind of an illegal uh, black market kind of activity. I don't think it's legal to touch manatees. I think I, I think either. that's a crime in some states. I think we should all get matching tattoos. Mm. <laughs> I'm down for that. <laughs> we could do that. We absolutely could do that. Wiggy? You have big news today. You have $5 coming back from AT&T for your inconvenience the other day. So it's a $5 (laughs) credit. That is what they have determined. That's what uh, your phone service costs per day is 5 bucks. So they have, I don't know how they figured that out, Mm -hmm. because near as I can tell, how much is it a month for your phone? Wait, are you being serious? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what they've offered everybody a $5 credit. God, dude, does corporate America hate Americans or what? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, what would you expect, Curtis? I mean, it's millions of people. Uh, The inconvenience was temporary, and so they are offering a $5 credit. Uh, It was the end of the world to me, Greg. I don't know if you heard that. Did Did they figure out what happened there? Uh, they claimed it was some sort of a coding error. Yeah. So it wasn't uh, an, a, an attack? Uh, it was probably an attack. Drake <laughs> said it was the world a tr- behind. That's all dry I run. About. It was Russia or China. <laughs> it could have been a, yeah, it could have been a dry run. 
Uh, but they'll never tell you, Courtney. You're on a need-to-know basis down there. Courtney's yeah, so quiet down in Florida. It's well, like a I, quiet, Courtney. Well, what? where are you exactly? You're, you look like you're outside. I can see a little bit of the outside. Are you outside? No, because it's dark out, so oh, I'm okay. going to... Uh, eventually move outside okay. but i'm sitting in the living room right now mm, okay. you know what's so crazy when you move back in with your parents or go on vacation with your parents you revert back to like high school courtney like i was sitting on the couch last night all wrapped up like a burrito in between my parents watching dynasty wiggy they're both very upset that you were not asked to yes. speak in it they kept yelling me. your name every yep. time you came up on screen a lot of but, people are Sitting there, they're like, my mom's doing my laundry. My dad came into my bedroom this morning to make sure I was awake and ready for the show. Um, I'm like sitting here. It's five minutes before the show starts. My mom decides to start making breakfast. They'll uh-huh. probably pop it in the background. It's just so interesting. Mm, it's, and it's comforting. A, it's it's if lovely. You, if, you, if, if you're not ready to face life's challenges, <laughs> it's very comforting. I it think. is. Huh? Yeah. Well, no, I'm is. just saying she has the Bill Belichick voice down there in Florida. Oh, well, maybe oh, are there people, Are your parents still asleep? Or no? You said no. your mom is up. So they are both awake. Both yeah. awake. Okay. Tell them put right. clothes on. We don't want to see any, <laughs> you know, naked people walking in the pack. That <laughs> usually happens on Zoom. Do your parents usually wake up and walk downstairs nude? No. Oh, yeah. When you live by yourself, uh, Curtis, okay. at that age, yeah, it's, it's completely. No, he just thinks we live in the villages, so he always likes to throw <laughs> that out there. No, I think I think a lot of people in general, when they live alone, they go back, they revert back to their, you know, adolescent days and going nude around the house. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I live alone. Right, and you sleep in the nude. I do sleep in the nude. So when you get up in the morning, you don't I, necessarily I, put clothes no, on. No, I walk you. around nude. Right. I think uh, most people sleep in the nude. The I goal mean, is to gather an audience, not lose it. <laughs> Curtis, I'm not I'm not even trying to blow smoke and you're not gonna like me saying this. A lot of fans down here, I ran into some fans, a really nice guy, John, uh, on Third Street in Naples who works at JetBlue Park. So many nice people down here. But a lot of women asking if Greg is bringing a plus one really? down Ooh. south. Ew. Uh-oh. Tell them I am open and ready for business. <laughs> um, what what was the any an indication age wise? Like give me a like what's the what what's the age general age area of the of the ladies? Slightly above I think what you would put as your age preference. Uh Okay. But age is just a number. It is true. Amen. I mean, it's so, Florida. Yeah. So it's a couple um, days. Just be for the streets. That's, <laughs> I mean, Florida's probably going to run you about t- like a decade higher than yes. most than most other states. <laughs> yes. Especially, I guess I've never been to this part of Florida, uh-huh. but I'm guessing the the age limit is going to increase in the I could, Fort Myers area. I could area. land myself, though. I've thought about this. I could land myself a wealthy retiree. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, whose husband they, unfortunately passed away when she pushed him down the stairs, and she has all the money. So you'd be a sugar then, baby? Is right, that what you'd be? be sh- yeah. Would I be a sugar baby? I yeah. think you would be, right. yes. Yes, we, yes. We call that a John Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a possibility certainly this week. Well, Courtney, we're glad to have you back. We missed you. We got a lot to get to on the show today, including the leads coming up in just about 15 minutes. At 6.25, we will tell you then what is on our minds when it comes to today's leads. And then they said it at 7. That's a quick back and forth on what they said over the weekend in sports. And we will discuss where Steve Belichick says his dad will end up being employed. So we'll get to that. He looks great. (laughs) 
He is an interesting looking guy, Steve Holy Belichick. Cow. Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Yeah. Fits right in in the state of Washington, though, I see. You think so? I yeah. think there's a lot of bizarre looking people in that yeah. region. <laughs> really? Yes, yeah. really so. Yeah. He's rugged. Yeah. He is rugged, yeah. Uh, That's hot for some people. Yeah. Looks like he just finished writing some sort of uh, anti-technology manifesto <laughs> in, a, in a cabin in uh, in the woods. Did he just get uh, cast on the next adaptation of the Flintstones? He does. But uh, he had some interesting things to say. So we'll talk about that during They Said It at 7. The news with Courtney coming up at 7.30. Shine did a pretty good job filling in in your absence. I good, I say. heard that. Wiggy hated it. Nah, Wiggy, Wiggy wasn't. Wiggy Courtney, wasn't don't let him lie to you. He was bumbling and stumbling all over the place. One time we had a complete, we're looking for one audio. It was it one audio? We played the wrong audio. Oh, yeah, I did a, I did a story from August by accident. <laughs> yeah, I was, we're, supposed to, we're supposed to see three fishermen getting helped on. It's one. It's summertime. I don't know where he was going with it. I was surprised uh, I didn't hear any flubs during the open, but, you know. Well, I, I didn't mess up my so. speech. It's just, you know. He only puts yours and mine and Wiggy's and Curtis's in. He yeah. forgot to include his own. Really he, mostly mine. Uh, uh, let's see. On the Subaru of New England text line, 508 text, why does Courtney sound like Jim Nance in Augusta? Well, she's trying to be quiet. No, I don't. Uh, I don't have to be. My parents are awake. I okay. hear myself really loud in my headphones. Ah, okay. So that might be a me is- issue that Shime and I can work out during the break. Oh, I think but I sound- love that compliment. I love Jim Nance's voice. I think you sound fine. The Amen Corner. Uh, texter says Courtney. Another five hundred eight text. Courtney blocked me because I said she didn't look good in a picture. Uh, uh, well, no, well, I'm only I'm- blocking people that say something mean about Santo. So we oh, must have okay. said something about him. Probably said something mean about Santo. Imagine mm. clicking on someone's picture and saying that you don't like it instead of just going to the next picture. Curtis, I- I- imagine <laughs> going to a birthday post and saying, this marriage is never going to work. <laughs> Imagine, like you must be a miserable loser, yeah. troll of the earth. Yeah, don't let it bother I mean, you. And Santo free is, speech. Santo's kind of an innocent bystander. Yeah, like he comes up on the show, but he does to go to his birthday post and attack right. him right. is ruthless. Uh, you know, free speech, great. Twenty twenty four. People want to go and take yeah. shots from a keyboard. I guess. Yeah, and then I looked at their photos. Somebody saying that Santo needs a bra, and then they're like five hundred pounds overweight. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Uh, All right, but we will get some clarification on what occurred on the way down on the plane a little bit later. Um, And maybe we'll get to that at 645 if we can get all of the leads in coming up in just a few moments. If you want to be on the show this morning, the number to call is 617-779-7937 or... If you prefer to text, you can text on the Subaru of New England text line, which is 37937. And here is Courtney back on the show with what is trending this hour. Gresh and Fourier, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, the Sox get their first win of spring training, beating the Braves yesterday 5-4, to four, the final from Fenway South. Brian Bayo got the start. He struck out three in his first in his two innings that he that he pitched. They take on the Phillies today at 105. You can listen to Will Fleming and Lou Merloni on EEI 850. Elsewhere in baseball, another free agent gone. Cody Bellinger re-signed with the Cubs, agreeing to a three-year $80 million deal. And the Bruins have a late one tonight. They're out in Seattle taking on the Kraken. Puck drop is at 10. A Friday night 
fight in the NBA, Wiggy. I'd be interested to know your thoughts on this. It led mm-hmm. to some suspensions. The fight was between the Heat and the Pelicans when Najee Mar- Marshall confronted Kevin Love for a foul he had on Zion Williamson. Uh, others got into it, which led to Jimmy Butler and Marshall getting suspended one game each for instigating and engaging in an on-court altercation. The league also suspended Heat center Thomas Bryant and Pelicans guard Jose Alvarado three games each for leaving the bench area and entering the altercation. And they also suspended Jokic one game for joining the altercation from the bench. Yeah, I saw it. I, it was like the foul wasn't crazy on Zion. No. And then it was like people, you can't touch guys nowadays without people like getting in their feelings. And then some, then another dude ran in and tried to um, try to get all tough guy. But the foul wasn't that bad. And Zion's a big dude. I mean, Zion had no issue because he popped right back up and he headed to the free throw line. Yeah. That's what I thought. He didn't have. He didn't get hurt. Nothing nope. happened. They ejected some guys, and then to suspend them on top of it, kind of crazy. That wasn't even the best fight of the weekend. Oh no no! Are no. you gonna Are you gonna address your guy uh, getting in a brawl at the youth football tournament? And man, I tell you, these people, man, they just they doing whatever they can to get some your, clout. Is that gonna be your lead? I mean, it could be my lead. There's some things I gotta say about this. It's kind of like setting us setting our people back uh, some years. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe that will be Wiggy's lead coming up, the the, uh, Cam Newton fight. All right, Courtney, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Here is Curtis with your weather. Thank you, Courtney. Good to have you back. It is currently 33 in Boston, afternoon high of 53, and I have huge weather news. Oh. Winter is officially over. Oh. Oh, okay. We are going to be in the 50s the rest of the week. The long-term forecast next week will be will be in the mid-50s. We will not have any more snow. We will not miss any more school. The winter has officially come to an end. Is it correct that next weekend there's a day that's projected to be in the 60s? That is correct, Shine. Wow. Holy smokes. Hallelujah! So when we get back from Florida on Friday, we'll just continue the beautiful weather. Well, it's a Monday, and we are back. Uh, Courtney's back with us from Florida. We will uh, give her the opportunity to speak, as she said she wanted to at the beginning of the show today, on overhead compartment gate. Uh, We'll do that at about 645. Mm. Is it an Ask Anything Monday on the text line? There's some random questions coming in. Your show, Brett. Go ahead. Let it ride. Wiggy's UMass hat is sweet. Where can I get one of those? Um, <laughs> I, my son's got it, but I would imagine you could probably get it at the pro shop at UMass. Okay, both yeah. of the boys still playing for the UMass Minute Men. Yep, they're okay. down there and they're just in off-season training. Okay. Uh, 781 text, what time is the bikini cam being deployed? That would have to be later, like okay. the, like right before we leave. Also, do I sound better? I feel better. Oh, in my headphone. I didn't. I didn't feel like you sounded. Some were suggesting that you sounded like you were Delilah on oh. our on our sister station Magic One Hundred Six Point Seven. But I didn't really. I think you sound fine. Soothing. Uh, yeah, so no, that, I had snow in my headphone. That's what Chime called it. I feel like a tech girly, you know, setting up the Comrex. <laughs> I'm a woman in tech, uh-huh. and um, but that the snow's gone. Okay. Um. So bikini cam is end of the pro uh, the program. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. What is the sports cam? Little tease <laughs> right there, huh? What's the uh, What's the delay like? Well, it's dark out. Okay. <laughs> and a bit chilly in the morning. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so sometime after eight, 
on Twitch. Which yeah. bathing suit are you bringing, Greg? Speaking of bikinis, you got a two-piece? See, Curtis, as was mentioned before, I have to go home. to. I have a million things to do before we leave for Florida tomorrow. I have to wash all my summer clothes. Oof. I got to go try to get, see if I can squeeze in and get a haircut and a beard trim and get all mm. that stuff. I don't have... I don't, Spray have tan. A, I don't have a soulmate, so I have to do all that yes. stuff myself. So I'm going to have to try to get all my summer gear ready for for uh, beautiful Fort Myers and the Naples area. If you so. find one of these women that Courtney mentioned in the first segment and, uh-huh. and you you just fall in love. Yeah, I might not come back. What if we all just stayed in Florida and did the show there in perpetuity? <laughs> <laughs> that way, Wiki, Courtney, and I will work our asses off to make sure you meet someone. <laughs> Um, we sh- we will see. You never know. I, I mean, I, it, ha- it happens when you least expect it. Right. That's what they I'm say. just so happy we're not sharing a house, if I'm being honest. Because, really? I, I, I know, thought we were. What happened no, to that? Not. Oh, no. that fell through? That got shut down. Okay. But you, it's it's better. You know, we can all part ways at the end of the evening. <laughs> and uh, it, You didn't like the sharing the house experience during the snow show? No, I do like that. Um, just, but the full, you know, like, three days of it is too much. Three days of it with in Florida, where there are you know women on the prowl. I just I don't oh, need to see it. It's like seeing your dad bring home another woman. You know, I just <laughs> I wouldn't like that. Uh, well, he's like, a single uh, man, right? No, I know, yeah. I know, but I mean, single and ready to mingle. Right? What's wrong with that? If he wants, you know, he wants a little late night action. It's not like he's doing it in your bedroom. Uh, Curtis, can you back me up? <laughs> yeah, I can just I can hear, I can picture it now. The woman, you know, the, the two minutes are up and the woman's leaving, and and. Greg's like, yeah, just stop by Curtis. He's our producer. He'll give you a ride wherever. Don't worry about it. That would be a nice thing, Curtis, if you wouldn't mind. Greg, for you, anything. You know that. That's it. Knock him down, man. Uh, Courtney, can you wash my sheets for me? Oh. Yes, I am very happy that we're not having to write CC and GH on our yogurt things in the fridge. I thought it would have been entertaining. You know, we've been in a room, you get bored in the hotel room. We could have seen what, you know, nightlife was like and, uh-huh. yep. you know, you working your magic out there. Being 35 minutes from the ballpark was a recipe for a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We're right near JetBlue Park now, right. so we'll be, huh? there. we'll be there quick. Uh, good question, I guess, on the Subaru of New England text line. You left your summer clothes dirty all winter. No, I didn't. <laughs> But I feel like That's they need. Point. To, I feel like they need to be washed again so that uh-huh. they're folded and crisp. So are you one of those yeah. guys that you put up your summer clothes? What do you mean? Do I put them away? Yeah, like your their t-shirts. I would imagine, right? Well, shorts, shorts. I okay, a, I have to bring some shorts. The, uh, like uh, you know, when you go to the gym, do you not wear the same shorts that maybe you wear in the summer? Well, I don't wear. Uh, no, I wear like like nice like. Khaki shorts, oh, like or a khaki like dress shorts, shorts okay. or, or whatever, whatever right. you would call them. Right. His Greg, Nantucket Reds, that right? <laughs> All right, I got you. Greg will not wear a V-neck before Memorial Day. That's just sort of how it works. <laughs> um, and I don't. I'm gonna. I'm thinking about bringing out the white T-shirt again. Mm-hmm. I think when we did the road show at the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, a listener gifted me. With new white T-shirts, yeah. if I remember correctly, yeah, they did. Zombie, yeah, was great. it zombie in the yeah. Twitch chat who new did that? Clean ones, yeah. W- Wiggy, what's it called? The real one? 
Like, like, like when you find out you like somebody. Yeah, really he's a somebody. real one. So I knew Greg was a real one. Mm-hmm. When after taking that white T-shirt photo, he didn't kill me and actually allowed me to continue <laughs> posting it. Because we were with each other for about, what, four months, five months at the time? Yeah. And in another life, I would have been beheaded at midnight. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That was great. It's just such a great picture. It really is. It's great, and yet it's awful. I mean, let's be honest. You guys just look tired. It's just the angle of it. Like, I don't look that bad in person. No, it's wrinkled. I don't think I do anyway. I might. I don't know. It It was was, wrinkled. It was wrinkled. That's always going to be the killer. It was (laughs) ill-fitting. It had been been washed too many times. I, I thought it looked good when I put it on. I've been, how many times have we all said that? Right. Mm-hmm. It looked good when I put it on. The key with the white tee is make sure it's never wrinkled. That's or see-through. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, they're going to be see-through anyways in the mm-hmm. sense like, you, you know, that's a, that's going to happen, Courtney, because it's white. But mm-hmm. when they look wrinkled, then it looks really, really bad. White mm-hmm. uh, Wrinkles rarely stand out on white. Yeah. No, it was an unfortunate choice of uh, of attire, but um, I've never seen such cheap clothes come out of such an expensive Louis Vuitton bag. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Pick on Greg Day over here? No, I just I love you. Oh my God. Spends twenty five hundred on the bag to put you know six dollars worth of clothes in there. <laughs> hey, don't throw that out. That's a Hanes premium. Hey, hey, hey I got that from Walmart. <laughs> Uh, I like to make my clothes last. Like, I don't run out and buy new stuff every other week like Courtney does. Mm-hmm. Like, Courtney has 4,000 different outfits. How many, I guess you must, how, how many, you must have bought like two suitcases with you to Florida. I brought one big suitcase and then I put some of my shoes in mm-hmm. Santo's golf carry on. Right. And then mm-hmm. Santo, when he left yesterday, right. took the clothes that I already wore back. Yeah. And, and then what did he do with that carry on? Put it in the cockpit? <laughs> nope. 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 Also, can I just, uh, before we get fully into it, yeah. you guys talked like we were in the back of the plane. We were like 12A. Okay. And, and he put his bag above, I want to say, five. Oof. Uh, I mean, that's still seven rows different. Yeah. Uh-huh. Still but a douche move. It's yeah. not, it's yeah, not, it there was no first class. That's like living in the city, right? And you park in, in front of somebody's house. It just, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of yeah, like. Yeah, we all do that every single day. Yeah. It's called street parking. No, no, but you know, when you live in the city, you kind of want to park close to your apartment and that's. But you can't always do that. That's well, the thing. You have it, to find parking where you find parking. Right, but on, you, a, on a plane, you can do that. That's the purpose of, that's why they put the numbers on the overhead bins. Mm, no, they don't put the numbers on the overhead bins, but yeah, they okay. do. No, they put it right below, and it's for the seat below and not for the bin above. And we we Oof. we we got on the plane with the group behind the group we were assigned, so Santo had to put his bag somewhere. So I mean, we might as well just get right into it. So yeah. you got on the plane. Mm-hmm. Were you one of the first people on the plane? No, we were supposed to be with Group B. And Santa went to go get a coffee, so we missed Group B, and we went with Group C. It was a JetBlue flight. Okay. So no first class. Okay. All open to everybody. Okay. And when we got on the plane, the ones at our seat were already closed. The bins were closed. So Santo grabbed the first bin he saw and threw his bag up there. Mm. Somebody made how did he? How did he know? What do you mean? How did he know the bins were closed and full? Right. They probably just hadn't been opened yet. 
Oh, well, maybe, but... So he I, just put it conveniently, like, he walked on the plane, basically, and put that bin over somebody else's seat. Right. But the people, the, they were already already seated, the ones in that row. So then so, when you were leaving, did he have to get up and worm his way up front to try to no, get... No, no, he would never do that. We waited for our turn. He walked up. I followed him. He grabbed huh. it from there. Now, he I didn't said, know there was a snitch on the plane. <laughs> did you identify who the snitch was? No, I was looking because oh. I I do know the name. <laughs> but you, it's if, if are they blocked? <laughs> uh, no, they're not blocked. They're not blocked. I think they were trying to be just a little tongue in cheek. It didn't uh-huh. land. This, this is the investigating report. If you get on the plane late, you would think that the front uh, overheads would already be filled up. Correct. Right? So when you get to where yours available. Yep. So why didn't you just put them? No, 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 no. Mine were not available above, above our seat. Here is an out for you, Courtney and Santo. Were the people in the uh, row where the over uh, the the overhead bin was empty? Were those seats taken? Because if yes, they were already they were seated, pe- so then it's not as big of a douche move. Then. So they didn't 100%. have. So they didn't have bags or or what have you. Or they put them at their seat. Uh-huh. There was there was a few okay. bags up there, but there was an empty spot. So Santo put his up there. Okay. Okay. Not a douche move. Yeah. I've done it before. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, 781 texter says confirmed you were in 14 A and B and you used the 3 A and B bins. Ooh. Okay, 14, 3, 12, 5. I don't know. Yeah, oh, that's, okay. that's a major so difference. That's somebody who was there and saw saw the whole it's thing. It's probably the same person. It probably, it probably is the same person. Mm. Stalkerish. <laughs> Ma'am. Well, I mean, they're just trying to hold others accountable when it that's comes to That's all it is. To, to that's problem. why they put the numbers there. You know, uh, we're going to yeah. get on the plane tomorrow and i would expect that above whatever seat we're sitting in that's is, where you're going to put your that's where your i would luggage. put my my luggage yeah. because if i put it up at the front now some poor old lady comes to put her bag in like what happened with santo she can't put her zip there now she has to she's sitting at row four she has to go now go back to row eight to put hers now i 401 texter says not a douche move at all since mm. all of the people were, the seats were filled and they yep. didn't have their they didn't have their bags it's yep. very so interesting I, that the seats are filled, but the overheads are empty. I didn't put my bag in the overhead. Please, everybody that's traveling with Wiggy tomorrow, make sure that he follows I, every rule of the I'm, airport. I'm only going to have one bag. My bag will be small enough to put under the seat. So okay. Perfect. All right. Um, Courtney's in Florida, and we should get right to this. This is the Greg Hill Show. Time now for... However, sounds like it sounds like the Rolling Stones, but it doesn't sound like Mick Jagger. Let that breathe for a second. It doesn't sound like Mick is singing. Is it the Stones? Did I get it? It is in fact the Stones. name of that song, Sean? That would be Before They Make Me Run by Great Stones. Song. Is that new? Or no, is that's it? from 1978 huh. off the album Some Girls. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> Lead this morning brought to you by Northeast Electrical. Northeast Electrical, New England's full service electrical distributor. They provide electrical products 
and services to electrical pros all across the region. 40 locations serving the trade are at needco.com. Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros. Good morning, Shine. Good morning, Greg. Uh, I figure I should do this now as like a tally count. Uh, another blown lead for your Boston Bruins over the weekend. Mm. Wasn't was that fun? Uh, 2 nothing lead over the Canucks just vanished and you lose in overtime. The Bruins are officially the king of, yeah, we'll just get to overtime, get a point, and then lose anyways and go the, home. They are on a, are they on a five-game overtime streak right now? The last five, correct? That sounds right. I think so. Like, they can't win in regulation. Yeah, it's insane. Or, yes, five straight games five of overtime. Five straight, right? It's insane, and they've mm. only won two of them. Two, and so you're two and three in those last five games in overtime. And again, just my big thing is another blown lead, and it's becoming it's becoming a theme for this team. It's no longer just like, aha, they did it a couple times. It's a little bit of a joke. Nope, it's becoming a real thing and becoming a concern. And uh, I, for one, don't like it, but this begins the official tally on the Greg Hill Show. Uh, another blown lead for the mm. Boston Bruins. Okay. Well, you got one more on the road, and you're getting down to it. Right. So hopefully they can and, figure it out. And there was your point. Got to clear guys out front of the net. Uh, uh, swim yes. and get screened. Yes. And they give up that cheap cheap goal at the mm. you know end of regulation. Yep. All right. Thank you, Shine. Curtis, good morning. Good morning. All right. We're up to date a bit with the dynasty. Everybody's had four days to watch. We're this- free to talk about it, right? right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Courtney mentioned she was watching with her folks last night. This, to me is the most consequential cut of the first four episodes of the Dynasty. Just so you know, on this whole video thing. The video thing? The Jets game in 2007. Oh. Okay. I just, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to reopen it. Well, we have to talk it a little bit. Yeah, right. But just, just, you know, I mean, this is, you're not going, I'm not, like, could I tell you stories? Yes. Am I going to, no, I got some, I, I, this is, I, it's going to the grave with me a little bit. Okay, well, let's just talk about it. We'll see where we go. <laughs> uh, you know, whenever somebody wants to be, you know, sort of talk about how they didn't, you know, uh, get home after curfew or break a rule, <laughs> and they start stammering, and it's like they have they began a sentence and didn't know where they were going to land it. Mm-hmm. And Ernie Adams with that was far more of an indictment than anything <laughs> he could have possibly said. Uh, if it's not something you're looking to conceal, if it's something that everybody was doing, why are you humming a humming right. into I'll take it to the grave? Yeah, don't commit a crime with him. Gosh, I mean, he's not going to yeah. snitch on you, but he's going to basically give enough breadcrumbs. Right. He's also like choking a water bottle while he's doing it, trying to drink in the middle of it. No, uh, no, we didn't do anything, but oh boy, I got some stories. I got some great stories, but I'm taking them to the grave. Oh, man. Yeah. And that's an example of the producer of that show, phenomenal. Phenomenal interview where yeah. you allow him to just bury himself because obviously it's already been adjudicated. But Ernie Adams' main responsibility was to look down and make sure that he had the sign matching what they thought that play would be, and that was his job. And I'm not saying other teams didn't do that. Of course they did. I don't think that this is. I'm not looking to relitigate it. But mm-hmm. th- those comments to me were amazing. Mm. What did you think so far, Curtis? Was that the best? Was Spygate the best episode in your mind? Yes, I I, I, I the, agree. The the things that that Roger Goodell did that make no sense. Why wouldn't you just take the whole video library and bring it to the offices in New York instead of having the Patriots destroy it themselves and then they incinerated it? Like yeah. it's such a bizarre. 
it, it, it was it's it never made sense. And then they show Goodell's press conference. He is the biggest overachiever in sports history. Roger Goodell <laughs> has an IQ of eighty, and he's running the NFL. <laughs> And is Robin Glazer, is she the fixer? Like, does she do that yeah, all the so. time? Is Give that, her a hammer. Like, when she when she's running around the... Where does she find a hammer in the facility? Uh, you they, probably is, can find those, yeah. They're, is there, like, a workroom or something like that? I believe, that? like, down in the equipment manager's room, there's probably, okay. you know, got plenty... A couple plenty hammers? A couple hammers, some tools Was it a in. sledgehammer, or was it just a, like... Well, a, I thought it seemed like it was just, like, a little, you know, handheld hammer you put... Like some, a ball and peen hammer? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Very interesting. We will take a quick break. We'll get to Courtney's lead from Florida and to Wiggy's lead and to my lead coming up next. Right out from under my life. I know where you go to. I knew when you came home last night. Your eyes had a mist from the smoke of a distant Thank you, Shine. My request for my lead, which is coming up in a couple moments, nothing worse than realizing that she or he, her eyes or or his eyes, mm-hmm. have a mist from the smoke of a distant fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got that you. is one of the uh, that is one of the all time great been cheated on songs, and I needed that for my lead, which is coming up momentarily. Courtney's in Florida, and we have yet to get to her lead. Good morning, Courtney. Good morning, everybody. Um, a college sports lead again for me because Wake Forest upset Duke over the weekend on Saturday. And, of course, Wake Forest fans stormed the court. And, mm. unfortunately, Duke's Kyle Filipowski was injured. I don't know what the final... He's saying it's a knee injury. It looked mm. like it was an ankle injury when it happened. I believe Mitch has it for uh, Twitch. Yeah. yeah, there it is right there. Um, when you watch it, he kind of pushes somebody that runs towards him, sticks his leg out, and that's when he gets injured. I don't know what the injury is yet, but now there's calls to ban court storming mm. in college basketball. Mm. And let me just say, Charlie Baker... Do not allow this. Mm. If you ban court storming, you're basically the fun police. I went to a school that, unfortunately, in my four years, we never had the opportunity to storm a court. (laughs) I would give anything to storm a court, to be a Duke, to be a Wake Forest, to be a UNC, to be a Kentucky, Mm. to to be any of these schools that are able to do that. Like, you know what's coming. If you are a Duke basketball player and you're ranked number eight in the country and Wake Forest beats you, you know the, you know the kids are going to start coming. To walk into the crowd, it, of course you're going to have bumps and bruises and bump into people. It's part of the game. Mm. And I saw so many people on Twitter after this going on and on. It's time to ban court storming. I had NBA I saw NBA players tweeting, they don't allow this in the NBA. Why are they allowing college athletes to get injured? I'm sure when they were on the winning side of any of these games and the and the kids score, stormed the court, they all loved it. Like let's stop trying to make college athletics professional. It, it's it takes away the joy for these students and these student athletes. Okay. It just is mm. so uh, I, I, if they ban court storming, I'll be pissed. I if you want to ban it, get rid of this thing. We already seen Caitlin Clark get hurt. These, oh, Wiggy. It, it's a stampede for the losing team. If, if the guy, because you know what ends up happening, and I get it, Courtney, it's fun, but what ends up happening is 
when they rush the court and you're on the losing team and you're trying to get out of there and you start steamrolling people because you're afraid, you know, a massive stampede comes at you, all you got to do is hurt one non-student athlete and next thing you know, that student wants to sue this kid or whatever player it is for pain and suffering mm-hmm. because they know there's a big bag at I don't the know end. How you stop it anyway? How are you going to stop it? Well, I, I don't know if you can necessarily stop it. Maybe you just have to have more security and it is difficult. People are, people they do are it saying in football. that if, if they banned it, then they would take away like the potential to go to the playoffs for these college athletes if their school storms a court. Like it, what people are putting out there is so crazy to me. And it was the Caitlin Clark one and this one, Wiggy. But did where you see they the put kid them... push the Duke player? It, did you watch it? Yeah, did you see the, the... kid pushed him after no, no, he no. pushed the kid? No, did you see the second kid? Yes, after... he came in after. Right, and so it's like now you're pushing the athletes, you're running them. Over. What if the kid? Blows yeah, that's his knee not out? right. I don't think I don't think anybody should be pushing any of these athletes. But Wake Forest or Duke, like any of these schools, should have protection for the student athletes. Like, worry about that. Don't worry how about the though? kids having fun. Look at that. Look, How do you protect somebody who's being ran down on by Wait, 75 people? Look at that first one. Right, he right, puts he, his foot out. Then the second one comes in, and it seems like he just pushes off of him. Like, I just think that this is so, and I hate to say this, it's so Duke. Well, like, guess what? <laughs> Maybe number 30 will throw a few elbows and lock some of those yeah. uh those non-athlete students coming out. I don't want to hear no complaining when they do. All right, Courtney, great lead. Good Thank one. you. Wiggy, Thanks. good morning. All right, good morning. So um, I don't know if you've seen the Cam Newton situation where... <laughs> yeah, here speaking, is of, a, speaking of dangerous fights. Right. Here's a young man in Cam Newton who tries to do a lot for people in the community with his seven-on-seven tournaments, and he puts together a bunch of teams, and here he is just trying to have fun and it's always these overzealous dads or coaches from the other team. Well, that, this is like they, these were they weren't adults; they were youths. Who no, were that kid who punched him. him was an adult because they interviewed him afterwards. And I'm glad Cam Molly walked the three of them. And <laughs> shout out to Cam for being able to manhandle three. Uh, you know whether they're adults or yeah. older teens, he can hold his own. Cam and Newton. keep his hat and keep yeah. his wizard hat. That on. was the most impressive thing. <laughs> right. The hat didn't move. No, yeah. so he's at this tournament now. I guess on social media, Cam Newton was you know basically saying, "Hey, anybody beats my team, yeah. I'm going to pay everybody." Yeah, you pay uh, everybody's um like registration. They, fee. they were upset about that. They they thought he was gloating unnecessarily so on, but who cares? Right, like, and he's I, basically saying so. All he is is motivating other teams yeah. to beat his team, and if they beat them, he's going to pay everybody's registration fee. The problem is because then they interviewed one of the guy who got who dragged got dragged who tried to come and sucker punch him afterwards. Yeah, and they interviewed him. But what it is is like these other coaches from other teams look at oh. I can relive my glory days when I was a Scrabines in high school and I could beat an MVP who played right. in the NFL right. and gloat about that. And then there's a little trash talking and dude gets upset um, and now wants they want to jump Cam. Good for I'm, Cam I'm, Newton. I'm with you. I'm, I'm on team Cam Newton. And he dragged the three. He had yeah. one in a headlock dragging the other two. Yeah. He was like a superhero. Well, no one could stop him. It's the powers in the hat, man. Well, listen, speaking greatly, thank you. You got him. M-Jam. Speaking as you are of former New England Patriots quarterbacks, I have been critical at times of Tom Brady. 
So I, I want to, when, when Tom Brady is doing something that is admirable, I want to make sure I speak about it. And updating something that we talked about last week, there was a report over the weekend by those that are close to Tom Brady that he has, quote, accepted that his ex-wife's romance with her jiu-jitsu instructor began years ago. Mm. Not recently, as some close to her are saying. Damn. Tom Brady, uh, who to me, I mean, let, let's be honest. Curtis, you've said it a million times. Who would not want to be married to Tom Brady? The man is perfect. I mean, he is just a dreamboat and a nice guy. Apparently, according to this source... If Giselle wants to have people think that she has been dating Joachim Mm. only since June, so be it. But they have been together longer, and they aren't taking it slow. Tom has accepted that, Mm. and he has no issues with the jiu-jitsu guy. He will try to keep things amicable for the sake of his children. That's, man, that's that's, their dog right there. I give him a ton of credit for that that dude was in your house right on your your jujitsu mats sweating smashing your wife while mm-hmm. you were out working trying to pay the bills what and you're gonna forgive him and say that's fine let's 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 uh let's keep it civil for the kids i give him all the credit better the man than that. i am but Chris- giselle is diabolical do you she remember is. when she was crying in the streets of manhattan and it was like she's so heartbroken at the diso- at the end of her marriage and all the nonsense about Tom choosing football over family. Right. Mm. Remember when she blamed it on him because he wouldn't leave right. football? Meanwhile, she's smashing the guy on the side. Right. And Ugh. not to mention, Tom Brady's greatest individual achievement was when he won in year one with the Bucks. He's on the field. His kids come running to him. What was his wife's first message? What else do you have to prove? Mm. <laughs> like, talk. In that time, she was scheduling her 9 a.m. jujitsu lesson right. the next day. And Crip. posting it on Instagram. Right. Um, Unbelievable. It, I hate to be this person, Greg, but um, yeah. did you call him Joakim? I don't know how to say his name. I have no idea. What, what is his name? I believe it's Joaquin. Joaquin, oh, Joakim, okay. yeah, however no, you want to say no Chris idea. Brown said it best, man. These I, hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. AB. He said it. Yeah. AB, hey, listen, AB tried to tell us all. <laughs> AB tried to tell yeah. us all. Do you, think, do you think AB knew? Hell yeah, he knew. <laughs> That's what he, remember he said when he was like, he put up an Instagram post like, hey, Tom, you might want to check your old lady. Because he must have, he might have walked in or heard something or saw mm, the jujitsu yeah, guy. Yeah, he was living there. Right. And he knew something. And he probably was skipping practice. Something. <laughs> so he was probably he got at home. kicked out of practice. Gets home a little early. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, he pulls up. He sees yeah. the jujitsu guy. He saw the smoke from a distant fire. Is what he, he tried saw. to warn Tom. All right. And they tried to make it out that Giselle was like upset that Tom had moved on, that Tom was dating right? other people. Like that to me, that's when you're evil. out there, yeah, that's evil. It's that's painting him out. It's calculated and evil. Mm-mm-mm. It's an and attempt to do that. And, to and the father of your kids. Yeah, Ugh. and it, it's an attempt to make him look like the yep. bad guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Shit. Well, those are today's leads. Up next, we'll get to they said it a quick back and forth on what they said over the weekend in sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Courtney is in Florida where we will be for three road shows, if you will, at JetBlue Park and spring training Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Of course, Thursday, if you're in the area... We will be where Courtney is now in Naples mm. at, at Ore and Iron from 5 until 7. And that is Founders Square Drive. And the incredible Ore and mm-hmm. Iron people will provide light apps for everyone. All so right. we're going we're to have a little patio pregame. Thursday night, 5 to 7, or an iron. I don't know if you've seen it or not, Courtney, as you made your way around all weekend and last week, but um, my, sounds like it's a great spot. My parents actually went the other night okay. and said it was delightful. They have a full raw bar for oh, one Greg Hill. Okay, and the bathrooms are working? Everything seems <laughs> okay. to be up and running. Excellent. Good. Okay. I um, don't mind either way, though. We Cannot wait, absolutely cannot wait to be down there and to bring you all of the excitement of Red Sox baseball on this show Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Courtney has the news coming up at 7.30, but right now, time for this. It's time for... Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Would not say that I'm Mona Lisa Vito of the football world. They... They want you to cook the dinner. At least they ought to let you shop for some of the groceries. Set it. Wake up to Del Bambino and have me face him. Maybe I'll grill him in the eye. They set it. Brought to you by AAA Work Trucks. Take the work out of your next work truck. AAAWorkTrucks.com. I'm just going to say it. All right, time for a quick back and forth on what they said over the weekend in sports. Where do you want to start this morning, Shine? Well, Greg, let's begin with the newly rugged Steve Belichick, who is on the uh, Green Lights podcast with uh, Chris Long. And Chris asked about Bill, which led Steve to give an answer on maybe where Bill will be uh, this coming football season. My only question about him is, I'm not going to pry, but is he okay? Is he good? Uh, Yeah, I think he's good, you know. Yeah. Let the stuff roll off your back and then move forward. He he doesn't dwell unless we lost the game and he needs to get on some guys. But, you know, eventually you got to turn the page. So, no, I mean, honestly, I wasn't too involved in any of that stuff. He did his thing. I did yeah. my thing. And, and that was kind of that. But um, he's definitely pursuing some other stuff, whether it's TV. TV, okay. Um, I like it. Where do, you, where do you see him fitting in when it comes to TV? He's, de- <sighs> he's definitely going to be like an in-studio guy. Yeah. Right? 
Fox with his best friend, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, because that's probably about the safest and most, I don't want to say boring show, but that's like the, you know, the the get in the slow lane show. I can't see him really on. I can't see him doing like color on games because you no. got to go, go there the week before. You got to do all the interviews. Right. You gotta, I, I think he fits right in there. And in I can't see studio. him doing ESPN. Like, Could well, you imagine Bill Belichick is now the one in a production meeting asking John Harbaugh <laughs> questions? <laughs> but even if he does the studio, because Tom's contract is with Fox, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. So if he does the studio and he's able to go back and forth with Tom Brady, if you're Fox, you would be silly not to offer whatever money Bill Belichick wants to yeah. make sure that he's part of the team. But then he'd have yeah. to be in the booth to do right, isn't Tom in the booth? I, yeah, but you they talk to the studio. Right. They'll go they back do, and like, forth. The first oh, okay. look, you know, yeah. Jim Nance is live from MetLife Stadium. Boomer yeah. will talk to Jim Nance on CBS. Yeah. And I think honestly, I, this is going to shock you, Greg. Yeah. My guess if they both do it, Bill will be better than Tom at this. He's always had – It's part of his whole life has been evaluating film and talking about it honestly. Yeah. And, you know, Bill Belichick has many things. He's not afraid to criticize. <laughs> no. He, he will be able to keep, to provide incredible insight into, right. uh, from the coaching perspective and the player perspective. But people don't right? want that. People don't uh, want the insight. Think about uh, – J.J. Reddick put this tweet out, which was really a tweet or IG or whatever it was. And he goes, I can deep dive of X's and O's basketball, right, and I'll get 54,000 views. I make one comment about Doc Rivers and him being overrated and all this other stuff. I get millions of views. Like, I think Bill would have to come in and he's not going to be the Bill that we see as players, like where he's critical. He's probably going to be the Bill that you saw on college game day this year, which was incredible. Yeah, but that's for that game, though. Can you you imagine 17 weeks of non- Army, excuse me, Navy games where it's like, all right, Bill, give us something rather than just like the defense is great. I think he'll do great. He was awesome. Nobody references it, but the Super Bowl where the Seahawks lost to the Steelers in 2005, I want to say, he was part of the ABC pregame show with Mike Tirico, and he was spectacular. Okay. So I think he'd be good. Also, Steve Belichick saying that Bill is good and he's leaving all that stuff behind. He needs to retract that uh, once we know that Bill has seen all 10 episodes of the Dynasty. <laughs> he must have gotten a screener. I don't think so. Mm, I don't think so. Yes. I don't I think doubt so. they gave him a screener. That would have been a nice thing for Kraft to do, to give him the heads up. That this is what I said behind the scenes. Nope. Yeah. All right. What's next, Shine? Well, it's funny. Courtney mentions Mr. Uh, Mr. Kraft because Robert Kraft uh, said over the weekend he talked about his relationship with the one and only Taylor Swift. So this is right up Courtney's alley. And maybe mm, who she should have dated instead of Travis Kelsey. Taylor, her first stadium concert was on my birthday in 2010, June 5th. We convinced her and her family that she could sell out a stadium. She came to view the Chiefs play the Patriots this year at Gillette. I gave her a framed ticket from that concert, June 5th, 2010. Think about it, she was like 18, uh, 19, and she's done pretty well since. Uh, except may- maybe she should have been dating Gronk. Yeah. <laughs> He's better looking. 
sure Camille Caustic loved that. So so now, not only isn't he the guy who created the dynasty, he is the A&R that found Taylor Swift. Yes, I mean, yes, yes, he is. Robert, I, mean, I love you, but it's time. Like, no, what that's impressive. Hell? I actually, I don't, I don't hate that he said the whole uh, history between Gillette and Taylor Swift because they did give her the opportunity. She talks about that a lot. That Gillette was the first place that said mm-hmm. that she could sell out an, uh, 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 an arena, and so I mean, I get that, or a stadium. Yeah. Sorry, so I get that. Well, he went on to say that if she doesn't come back, it's Bill Belichick's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I also discovered a young golfer named Eldrick Woods. Okay. Anything else? Yeah, I got another one for you here, Greg. This one's an interesting one. So there was a Twins executive, Joe Polad, who actually is the son of the owner of the Twins. uh, And he was doing an interview and talked about how they wouldn't spend $30 million on the free agents that are currently available in Major League Baseball. And the MLB union is kind of upset about it. So here's what uh, Polad said. We're not going to go out and spend $30 million on a player right now. Um, so the, um, the players that are out there right now that you know probably a bunch of fans are talking about, we're not in the market for those players. Um, but you know there are definitely other players that can have a positive impact on our team that Derek, I'm sure, is looking at. Yeah. Yeah, there's always. I'm the, not involved in those, so I'm not going right. to say hey, this player or that player. Right. Then we'd probably not be as, as successful. It's not year. helpful for the negotiation. Definitely not as helpful. No. Mm. <laughs> so it seems like maybe the Red Sox lack of spending isn't a uh, Boston specific thing. It, uh, it may be that outside of you know a team like the Dodgers, a lot of teams across Major League Baseball don't want to play, don't want to pay the middle class of p- players a crap load of money. Also, mm. it's interesting to note, Greg, something that's been underplayed. John Henry is part of an economic reform committee within Major League Baseball trying to curb the spending the new owners like Cohen with the Mets have introduced. So your owner, just like Jacobs was when he was trying to get the hard cap in the NHL, is trying to restructure baseball contracts so teams don't spend as much. It's it is a- interesting, though, because I think the Red Sox know that maybe this is the, or, or they might have been the, they they seen it firsthand and how bad it is. Maybe this is the way to go. Think about how much bad money they've thrown, whether it was guys like Kyle Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez, uh, Pablo Sandoval. Well, you start to throw so much money at guys. Even with Mookie Betts, there were a lot of people like, I wouldn't give him all those years, so maybe they're trying to figure well, no, out. It's okay. I mean, if everybody else is going to fall in line, I guess yes. Well, that's what but I. But the Dodgers aren't right. But the they, Dodgers' payroll is three hundred and fifty right. million dollars. But they're the one exception. Remember when I said? I know, but they're the one exception that is going to win everything. Well, they they didn't uh, they didn't win last year. Remember when I said it seemed weird that um, Jose Altuve. His contract wasn't more because I th- I think it was only like twenty five or twenty six million per yeah, year. Yes. and I'm wondering if they're saying this is what we're doing, unless like you're the Dodgers who or you're Shohei. Yeah, the the question just becomes as you get closer and closer mm-hmm. to opening day, do they give in and give somebody like? And I'm not talking about the Red Sox because mm-hmm. they won't. But does somebody give Blake Snell what he wants? Do the Red Sox give? Jordan Montgomery, what he right. wants, and what's Blake Snell want? Doesn't he want like two hundred and fifty million or something yeah, like that? Seven years, two hundred and fifty-five million, I think. Is and what he wants. and I don't, I well, I don't know his age, but if he's, I think he's like thirty or something like that. 
maybe the the baseball is kind of seen that the Red Sox won when they overpaid for players. No, no, I, 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 but maybe what I guess they've never this, won when they haven't. Spent. Right, but I think what this owner is showing us here is that the overspending of players went. Everybody but the Dodgers is when we're going in a different direction. Yeah, but every team that's spent the value of their their team has gone up astronomically. It's a good business decision. They're not losing money. Like, and those are the teams that that are worried about right now, which is what we want to happen. I, I saw over the weekend Craig Breslow saying that he doesn't he doesn't want to risk the future of the Red Sox for the now. No, I'm ready for the now. <laughs> like yeah. that, I think that's the difference between fans and in the front office here. Yeah. All right. Um, that is, they said it. Quick back and forth on what they said over the weekend in sports. Courtney's in Florida, waiting for the sun to come up before deploying the bikini cam on mm-hmm. Twitch. Did you get the Laird man to sign off on that? Uh, I did not, but okay. Colin and John are in their bedroom right now, and Call said, "Oh, I don't know." I said, "Okay, so <laughs> she may come and just shut the whole thing really? down." Uh-oh. Oh, I mean, yeah. you're an adult. Yeah, I know, and I'm not going to be showing, you know, everything. Just... <laughs> the sun's out. I got to start. The UV rays are rising. I mean, all it's right. it's all right there on your Instagram. I mean, as soon as you got down there, you were firing the thirst traps off left and right. Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. Santo says, "Up the boobs." <laughs> there you go. All right, let's get to Courtney and to what is trending this hour. The Rich Keith Show, weeknights starting at 6. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Timeout Market. The Sox get their first win of spring training, beating the Braves yesterday 5-4, to four, the final from Cool Today Park. I screwed that up in the beginning. It was a doubleheader yesterday. I mixed up where the two games were. Uh, the Braves won Cool Today Park. Brian Bale got the start in that one. He struck out three in his two innings. The Sox had two games yesterday, the other a win against the Twins, 8-6, to six, in which Devers hit a three-run homer. That was JetBlue Park. They take on the Phillies today at 105. You can listen to Will Fleming and Lou Merloni at 1 on EEI 850. Elsewhere in baseball, another free agent gone. Cody Bellinger re-signed with the Cubs, agreeing to a three-year $80 million deal. The Bruins have a late one tonight. They're out in Seattle taking on the Kraken. Puck drop is at 10. And a little basketball news for Wiggy. I'd be interested in his feelings towards this. The Seas kept that empty roster spot at the trade deadline. Isaiah Thomas wants in. He took to X to respond to one fan, saying, my leadership alone would put this team over the hump. I don't even have to play a single minute just give me a jersey okay uh, give him a jersey what do you think i mean it is what it is not like he's gonna get off the bench or anything like that so i mean he put his time in here so if you want to give him a jersey and throw him some cash to maybe be on a championship team go ahead i got no issues with okay. that yeah i like it all right well that was brought to you by Time Out market with 14 unique food concepts some of boston's top chefs two bars with a wide selection of craft cocktails wines and new england's top local brews plus lots of events happening too Time Out market showcases the best of the city under one roof that is what's trending here's curtis with your weather thanks courtney and i believe i don't know if i can say this greg but tomorrow our first timeout tuesday in Ooh. recent memory oh, okay. wow. with right. some my favorite barbecue spot in massachusetts blue ribbon barbecue with Ooh. a new place inside the timeout market at fenway okay i uh, i'm very much looking forward to that shine you can maybe have a small slice of cornbread mm. uh, I, no i just no, have no. to watch from a distance <laughs> really yeah not even one little bite no Especially if there's barbecue sauce on it, it's too much sugar. I mean, could you put <laughs> could you put the pulled pork on a fork and just smell it? 
Yeah, could. Oh, yeah, I could definitely do that. Okay. All right. could just put it in his mouth. He no calories have, from intaking air. He uh-huh. doesn't have to swallow. Uh-huh. It just puts it in his mouth, chews and it, out, it out, and spits it out afterwards. Yeah. In a real change of events, I came in right before the show, and I said, Shime, how you doing? He said, great. I just hate fat people. Like, Jeez. God. 34 degrees, afternoon high in the 50s. Well, that's uh, long-distance dedication for Tom B. Mm. on Star Island in Florida. Oh, I, don't cool. know, I don't know who that is, but long-distance dedication. Uh, that's Marvin Gaye. It is, yeah. yeah. No, no, I don't know who Tom B. Please. I know you're confused. I'm not saying anything. I, yes, that is a Hall of Famer right It there. really is. Oh, uh, I love Wiggy. The Kush is good. Uh, I'm like, the man, Kush, the Kush you don't know who good. sang that song? Courtney, um, yes. actual uh, like uh, argumentative text message for you. Courtney's in Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, follow-up text message on my lead. And if you missed my lead this morning, it was the report today that Tom Brady has, <laughs> quote, accepted, unquote, that his ex-wife's romance with her jujitsu instructor began years ago. 617 text, it says, Did you notice Courtney just glossing over that her sisters, like Giselle, are worse than men when it comes to cheating? I don't think I you don't, did that. No, I don't think I did that either. I I felt duped. I felt duped because when these photos first start coming out of her, of she and the jujitsu uh, instructor, I said, there's no way that Giselle is doing that. Bringing him around her kids, going on vacation with him like the day after the divorce was announced. And the fact that this was actually all going on or reportedly so, I formal apology to Tom Brady. I don't think that women cheat more than men. I, I still stand by the fact that I think that men are dogs for the most part. But, you know, Giselle seems to have done Tom Brady dirty. Can we just admit that they're just as bad? Oh, hell yeah. Sometimes they're worse. Mm. I mean, women, here's here's why women are worse. A dude, he'll be a dog and he'll just go out there and smash some random chick. A, A girl will smash her friend or your friend or the jujitsu instructor or the or, or somebody you know, who's in the actually in the house, right? Somebody that you have a relationship with, and you feel like I bet Tom probably got a couple jujitsu classes himself. Uh, sits down, has some couple uh, cold brewskis with this guy as they talk about whatever it is. Yeah, and a woman will be like, oh, "Okay, I'm asleep with him." No, you know what, Greg? Maybe it's not the same, but it's almost worse for a female because I think a guy. We'll sleep with anyone. Like I don't. I, I think that if if the opportunity presents itself, it doesn't take an emotional connection. He'll just jump. Mm-hmm. It's worse though if you find out that your woman is cheating because she probably has an emotional connection with the man that she's cheating with. Yeah, mm. that's spot on. That might be different. And that's the friendship thing. That's why I always say, uh, uh-uh, uh, no male friends at all, because generally that's what happens. She pro- he was a friend to uh, Giselle. 
she complains about Tom, and you know how dudes are. She's, you know, crying on his shoulder, and a guy's motive isn't like, oh, I'm here to console you. A guy's motive is like, oh, man, this is my way in. That's why, hell no. And that's why AB probably put them flyers out like, bruh, hey, your old lady, man. And here's Don't trust them. And here's what's crazy is I'm reading the story from the summer when Giselle was crying and making it seem like Tom was causing her this anguish. She said to Vogue at the time, this is a violent sport, and I have children, and I want him to be more present around us. Right as she's banging the jiu-jitsu instructor. <laughs> she's complaining about her husband not being she, present. She apparently wanted the exact opposite, which right. was him not to be around. Right. Let me know your I'm schedule just... in advance, please. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, dirty, my. that's kind of the dastardly part of it. Where does Tom Brady that, go to get his reputation back? Right. Not. Like, you're putting it all on him Mm-mm. not wanting to quit and, right. and, and give time to the family mm-hmm. while you've added somebody to the family that, that isn't supposed to be there. Right. I uh, know. Uh, credit <laughs> to him because he kept his mouth shut. Yeah, and I he knew- didn't go out and say, you know, no, Giselle cheated. Giselle did no. this. He just kept his mouth shut. He took all the arrows. He took all of the all of the flame flame throwers. Because he's a good dude, and I know. I know. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you know. I know what you were saying, but I know this. I think it was Marvin Gaye. Here's <laughs> here's the thing. Anytime you got kids under the age of like fifteen, and the ink ain't even dry on the divorce paper. And there's a new dude going on vacation with you and those kids. <laughs> something ain't right. Like it's something ain't yeah. right. And so yeah. don't even. The, that's why I was like, damn. When I saw those pictures, like, and they hadn't even really like the divorce wasn't even official, and they were somewhere, you know, and he was with the kids and everything. I'm like, man, that, that's dirty mm. right there. Yeah, I'm right fighting again. words. I mean, it, I. Somebody is texting in saying that statistically women cheat more than men do, but I, I can't believe that. I believe it. What? Yeah, because like you said, Courtney, a lot of women, like they like dudes uh, act like dogs, so a lot of women are like, I'm not even going to trust this dude, and they probably keep themselves. I saw this thing too, Greg, is that I don't know if it was men or women, they, that 70% have a backup plan already ready to go. Well, isn't it obscure movie reference? Isn't it the town where he's like, like uh, I'm Irish Catholic. I'll stay with you forever. You're gonna if you want to break up, you gotta have to break up with me. Yeah, and uh, that's that's just no. The guy's Courtney can tell you that I think women always have a backup plan. Right, right. Mm, no, uh, Courtney. No, no. I actually think a lot of women, especially the older you get, you're. I think a lot of women stay with their guy. I just read a book actually where this happened. Um, stayed with their guy because they were worried about starting over. Like, I don't think the backup play, I think that's for high schoolers. Yeah. Well, and one other note on Shime on this, he hates when people cheat on their diet. Like, he thinks that is <laughs> the worst. Well, here's, a, here's, an article, here's an article that was put out. 50% of women in relationships have a backup partner. They have somebody backup to fall. Backup partner? Yeah. That they, means that it has, they're cheating. No, no, they have a backup plan for somebody. If things don't go right, they're going to fall back on. Mm, very interesting. Yeah. Well... Uh, I give him a lot of credit because he's accepted it and Mm. he's not the one who's talking about it and he is doing what is right for the kids. So yeah, I'm sure he'll land on his feet. (laughs) 
I'm sure he will. He's a broken man. You, and for those of you that hate Giselle today, wait till you're done, Dynasty. I'll oh just say that. Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> I know. Who's gonna Do you be think the... they asked her if she wanted to be in it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think so. You think so? Of course. Just for the sex appeal, like having Giselle be part of the, the uh, teaser would have been good. When it's all said and done at the end of Dynasty, who will be the bigger villain? Giselle or Bill? Giselle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I watched the uh, Hernandez one. Oh, oh, that is true. Yeah. I think that's the wildest episode of Woo Man. Woo. I, I don't want to talk about it. As I know it comes out what next weekend? Yeah. So I'll wait to that. That's the only one I normally I, I ride with the people. So I use a, I watched episode three and four this week, but I was like, let me because I believe that's episode five five. I said, let me just sneak this one in because I was waiting to get my oil changed. And I was like, ooh. I saw some people on Twitter saying that they loved one and two and then didn't like two or three and four. Really? There were there were a few reporters that were like, "Ah, I thought it fell off at three and four. I think it only gets better every episode that comes out. I thought Spygate was for me a little bit flat. I was it was yeah. I was expecting more. I think that Curtis and I think that was the best episode. Yeah. See, I was expecting a little bit more of like oh. Diving into like more teams do the Spygate thing because Spygate, what it really turned into was more about the undefeated season. So they they should have named that the undefeated season episode because they give you a little bit of like. Well, they're giving you the motivation for the undefeated right, season, right? But I wanted is... more of Spygate for what whatever more there was. That's what I was looking for more of. And you just get a little bit with the, the security guy from the Jets. Obviously, you knew you weren't going to get Mangini in. And then a couple of things here and there from Pioli and Ernie Adams. And then it was more of, because like the players don't really talk about the Spygate stuff. And it was more of the 07 uh, kind of undefeated season. Let yeah. me just say, though, the next drop, which is Aaron Hernandez into Deflategate. The best two episodes, I think. You think so? Right. Yeah, the next yeah. drop, I think, is what the pinnacle of this. No, there was a lot of people on social media, Patriots, uh, you know, Hawks, who were like, not enough shown about the two Super Bowls they won. It's like, okay, we've all seen America's game. We've all seen Do Your Job and, and Three Games to Glory. Like, to me, behind the scenes on the day of the Spygate, you know, discovery was far more fascinating than watching a Tom Brady pass to David Gibbons. Yeah, there's some there's some wild you're right though in that Hernandez thing there's some mm-hmm. there's some wild stuff. <laughs> wild. Yeah, it, it, like yeah. the Wes Welker advice about Oof. what Aaron used to like to do to his locker mates and things. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but I I shouldn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, yes. All right, let's get <laughs> <laughs> I just love enraging everybody. Let's get right to Courtney in today's news. It's time for people who have lost faith in the tea. I tell them Stay, stay tuned, right? The news. If we lose faith, then why are we even trying? With your host, Courtney Cox. Might be a private, um, per, you know how they have the private people that go? The news is sponsored by Northeast Men's Health. The experts in men's sexual health with four locations, including their newest in Woburn, with appointments as early as 7 a.m. Visit NortheastMensHealth.com for more. Silicon Valley. On WEEI. Well, we've got fast food rage, and this time it's at a McDonald's in our great city. Uh, it happened around 7 p.m. on Saturday at the Mickey D's inside South Station. Mm. I've been to that one. It, it's a bit scary. 
inside South Station. Uh, the suspect, 34-year-old Odair Andrade, allegedly got mad at an empl- that an employee touched the lid of his drink. Mm. Germaphobe, maybe? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, according to MBTA Transit Police, Andrade then punched the worker several times and hit him with the cash register. Mm. We can hear from one area resident, Patrick Kulesic, on Boston 25. Things are getting, like, really dangerous. People are getting, you know, upset, like, and going off, like you wouldn't believe. That's why they should use those, um, the the soda machines that some of them have where you just, the cups there, and you do it. Freestyle machine. Yeah, you you push the screen and do it all yourself. They got rid of those. Because they were Why? losing, because they were losing too much money. Because well, everybody would go back up and refill. You got listen. You either want to lose money or you're going to lose lives because some germaphobe. Well, out some there. Pe- some people would stand right there, fill it up, drink half of it, and then refill right yeah. on the spot. I would do that. Same. <laughs> you're the would, reason. You're would, the reason that the rest of us can't have nice I would, things. I would, you, it's more of a taste testing of what do <laughs> I want my taste. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, Shime hates fast food. <laughs> they need to up the security though inside because they're outside. There's so, fights breaking out all security, the time inside cell like, station. What, I, Courtney. How about people just behave like of normal, nice human beings? That That's happening. not the day and age we live in. The no. guy touched your lid. Ask for a different lid politely. I mean, uh, like, uh, give me a break. I don't well, have a gun. I've never had a gun. But if I did, I would use it as you go straight <laughs> past South Station on your right, where every single time you're getting off 93 and you're trying to get back to Southie, people occupy a lane of traffic, <laughs> dropping people off. But if you literally drive 15 feet... You can pull over to the right, and you can offload. Why yeah. don't we have an officer right there? It always creates gridlock. It's a disaster. It yeah. happens every single day. At Logan, they don't let you do that. They no. make it go away. Go ahead. All right. What else, Courtney? Well, let's stay on topic, but go to the Stop and Shop in Revere, where two te- teenage girls assaulted an employee who tried to tell them to stop causing problems. So <laughs> the two teenage girls were apparently allegedly riding a uh, roving robot around the store. <laughs> so I'm, I'm guessing that's like um, those little, like uh, the, the vacuum cleaners. That- yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they have the robots in the yeah. stores to watch you. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were riding them, and uh, the longtime employee came up to them, said, please stop. Police say then that is when the teenage girls punched mm. the employee in the <laughs> face multiple times, hit her on the head while another teen recorded the incident. We can hear from Re- Revere Police Chief David Callahan on BZ. I guess they started hitting the employee, and then at one point, the employee, it looks like, may have been knocked to the ground, and at least one juvenile was kicking the store employee. In these current times, it's more of a common thing with roving groups of juveniles causing disturbances, becoming assaultive, things like that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. We are screwed for our future. Yeah. I'm so scared. Every time I see a group of teenagers, I go to the other the other way. <laughs> I don't want to be called... The yeah, well, no, I'm worried that they're going to tell me that I'm ugly, I have terrible <laughs> style, or they're going to start, you know, just assault, like coming up to me. Well, rag doll, my Wait, is that how is is that commonly how these assaults start? Is they insult your choice of style? Uh, maybe I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think case. sometimes have it's crazy. Heard, has uh, that happened to you before? Where teenagers have talked yeah. about your clothes? They're, yeah, yes, they're like you can't wear white before Labor Day. Now we're no, gonna now we're gonna attack you. They'll be like, okay, grandma. I said coastal grandma. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what right. are those? Well, we gotta take a break. <laughs> We'll get to the rest of the news with Courtney next.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Still I know you just don't care. And I said, what about breakfast to Tiffany? She said, I think I remember the film. And as I recall, I think we both kind of liked it. And I said, well, that's one thing we got. Three shows at Jeff Blue Park with the Red Sox this week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Courtney is in Florida getting everything ready, and she continues with the rest of today's news right now. Well, Wiggy always talks about the bubble guts, and the CDC is warning that it's time to be on high alert for the new strain of neurovirus. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, this strain contains violent diarrhea and other alarming symptoms. Mm. Recent data from the CDC says that it's the Northeast that needs to be on high alert. Uh It has the highest percentage positivity rate for this strain. We can hear from Dr. Alfred Sacchetti from uh, Our Lady of Lords Hospital in New Jersey. It is incredibly contagious. Just one particle of the neurovirus that you ingest will get you sick. Soap and water is the only thing that will really protect you from this. Okay, wash your hands. Right. What about, can you wear a face mask? Will that protect you? Oh. Um, we got to get on the, we have to get on the plane. The mm-hmm. plane is the germ pit of all germ pits with the recirculating air. So oh. we really need scientists to tell us something that we To wash known, your hands? Yeah, that we've known for like hundreds of years. <laughs> and what, what, what is different in the Northeast that like makes this... Well, nerve- it's really bad. It's really bad right now. Wash it's your bad. hands. It's and hey, guess what? Sometimes if you put your hands in... I'm a nail biter, so I put my hands in my mm-hmm. mouth. My wife is always getting on me about uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. Um, but sometimes, well, you know... You're exactly. patient zero when it comes to spreading the Nora. Well, guess what? I, I have a... Like Dwight K. Schrute said... Mm-hmm. The more germs you ingest, higher uh, tolerance that you have for bacteria. So. Yeah, Dwight set up hand desanitizing <laughs> stations to improve everybody's immunity. And the bubble guts is good every now and then. You want to lose a little bit of weight. <laughs> it is a good weight loss plan. All right, what else? Silent diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, Cambridge is unveiling a new civilian safety team <laughs> that will help the overwhelmed first responders in the city. Uh-huh. Uh, so they will deal with non-emergencies. Uh-huh. It's called the Community Assistance Response and Engagement, or CARE team, uh-huh. and it consists of neighbors from all around Cambridge uh, They're looking that are looking to, quote, lend a hand. Uh, so this kicks off this week. They'll be responding to needle pickup calls after a week of training, and then they will eventually respond to other non-emergency incidents, including mental health calls or calls for justice. They are unarmed civilians. Um, we can hear now from City of Cambridge spokesperson Jeremy Warnick on BZ. For years, we've been having the fire department respond to needle pickup calls. So someone sees a needle on a sidewalk, they see it in a park, in a playground. Now we have our alternative response. Because they're unarmed, that's going to reduce any potential escalation. Huh. Like the okay. guardian angels back in the day. So they're going to be, uh, this is, didn't they want people pulling, like civilians pulling other people over who were speeding and yes. such? Yes. Yeah. Wu, I think she had that whole <laughs> civilian group coming. Wiggy, you just missed the best back-to-back Dwight reference possible. Dwight was a member of Knights of the Night. Yeah, and they helped protect Scranton. Yep. And they had T-shirts that said, "We are unarmed." Mm-hmm. <laughs> what worries me is you give a little people of power, and then all of a sudden it's going to be like citizens arrest all the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, they're going to think they're real police officers. It's uh-huh. like when you defund police, you then want people that will enforce the law. This crazy thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned about it. Yeah, but we'll the, see what happens. Generally, those things don't end well. No. What does it mean when they say they're going to respond to calls for justice? What does that mean? Yeah, well, like somebody's like if there's for, like at the South Station for justice, or right? Something? Hey, there's a guy at the South Station going crazy over throwing his... a cash register around, and they're going to go in. Boom. You're telling me Bob from accounting is going to go in there and stop the guy from throwing the cash register? Well, if he's uh, what's the name of this group called? The N- care, the, the, the care citizens, group, the care yep. group, the oh. care team. Yeah, they the care swoop patrol. In. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to our guy Putin. We haven't talked about him in a bit. He's gifted Kim Jong Un a luxury limo. Oh. Uh, Mitch has photos <laughs> okay. for those watching on Twitch. Okay. The Russian-made limo from Kim's—it's uh, for Kim's personal use—and oh, it was oh, delivered on Sunday oh, by a Russian nice. delegation. Oh. Uh, Kim's sister, Kim Yo Jong thanked Putin on her brother's behalf and said the gift serves as a clear demonstration of the special personal relations between the top leaders of the North Korea and Russia. I think I saw that Kim Jong-un was in Russia in September, saw the limousine and really liked it. And so Vladimir Putin sent it over to him as a a kind gift. Rolls Royce. This is worrisome, right? Uh, Well, I mean, you know, I... What are you going to do about it, Courtney? Right. I mean, it's a nice rolls. I go to Ernie Box hoping for that <laughs> and say, "Wow, that's a really nice Bentley." Yeah. Breaking news: Wiggy likes Putin more than Ernie Bach. <laughs> oh, listen, <laughs> Putin's giving out Rolls Royces. Jeez. <laughs> okay. All right. Mm. What else? Uh, Travis Kelsey. He went to Sydney, Australia, to see his girlfriend Taylor Swift perform in the Eras Tour. They went to a zoo. There was some paparazzi photos from above that saw them canoodling. You know, feeding kangaroos. Very cute. Um, he then left after the concert, and he went directly to Las Vegas to meet up with Patrick Mahomes and keep the Super Bowl celebrations going. This was very clickbaity. I believe Mitch also has photos of this because the headlines were like Travis parties in Vegas after leaving Taylor in Sydney, surrounded by scantily clad women yeah and so you click on it and it's just like a bunch of guys Mm. having a good time and there are bottle service girls Uh, who 
you know, are fine. And then there are women who are dancing at their tables behind. Okay. It just made it seem like it was worse than what was actually going on. So if you were Taylor Swift, you'd be okay with Santo leaving you and going to party at a club with a bunch of ladies. Uh, Yeah, it was called... Uh, Santos bachelor party. Okay, I saw photos. Oh, okay. Was right. this a bachelor party? Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was at a bachelor party. Oh, okay. Um, so he met up with Travis there. Come on, Travis, you gotta stay with your lady, man. It's bad. Well, There's a bad look for Trav right here. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna oh, lie. I don't, th- I don't think so. He can't be with her this entire tour in her international tour. Did I see a story that she had spent five hundred thousand dollars to upgrade his wardrobe? Yeah, Damn. and I don't mind that. She's got it to spend. Good for Travis. He hit wow. He hit the lottery on this Man, one. Man, he better go top shelf and get one past the goalie. So, uh, so she spent half a million bucks Stuff on new clothes for him because she's not happy with what he wears. Courtney, I, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm sure okay. that she, you wow. know, when it she spent a lot of time at his house, saw his closet, and was like, "Yeah, I could help out here." Uh, well, you know what and that means. <laughs> you see what that means, though, Courtney. Right? What half a million on the clothes? Uh huh. Change how you look. Next thing is, hey, I'm bringing in and I'm spending another 250000 on a life coach to change how you act in public. Right. Oh, right. yeah. She's well, a, she t- also told him he can't go to strip joints. Is that accurate, there, too? That's reported oh, that yeah. she told him no strip clubs. Right. She's Which like, I would think Taylor would enjoy strip clubs. Well, clearly not. She don't want. It's almost like you don't actually know her and what you get is just prepackaged. Yeah. This... And Curtis, remind me. Do you know Tom Brady? Of course not. <laughs> okay. I know. So, um, I know what I get. I, I gather about him, but I've I've watched his whole career. I don't judge him as a person. I don't know who he is as a dad. I don't know. I mean, I think he's a good dad, but I don't know. Yeah, you don't know think... about anybody's home. Well, I, no, I, of course not. But I think I I take from what I read about Taylor Swift and the things that she does, the charities she gives to, the people she gives back to, the fans that she just hears about and then sends money via Venmo or PayPal to them. Like I think she's a good person. And also in her last concert, she sexed it up a little bit. Yeah, it's so not I, a good look though, because you're clearly starting to see this now. She's trying to change the image of Travis because she knows. That it's going to be bad pub for her yeah. when he's yucking it up and he's, you know, drinking and he's, you know, I mean, it's happened, it's happened since the dawn of time. Yeah. Uh, women try to change men. Can't come across the tracks and try to change I mean, that, brother. I, 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 Just because I, I, she's buying him clothes does not mean that she's trying to change him. And all those are all reportedly the the strip club story. Yeah. Like I, I just I don't know if I'm going to. But do jump you believe and, that she? But, Tom, she, but really, half a million at Tommy Bahama? That seems like a lot. <laughs> I bet she has like. An, I, I could have taken the five hundred grand from her and said, "Yes, I'll get myself some new gear and right. spent a hundred bucks on on clothes and and pocketed the four ninety nine. Right, w- Wiki would have just called Quazo and pocketed the half a million. <laughs> Oh yeah, all day long. She probably she's probably sat him down with an image consultant. I bet she sat him down and said, "Listen, Travis, you know, here's this image consultant. I'm sending somebody to meet you at your house. You can start also, to see this." I also think it's Travis Kelsey. Like, what bigger name is there right now? Every brand would just want to dress him. Like, uh, I don't know why you'd have to spend five hundred thousand dollars on the clothes. You know? I don't know about that. All right, thank you, Courtney. You're That's the news. With Courtney. We are now finally free to talk Dynasty, mm-hmm. episodes three and four. And so we'll do that next. Curious what you thought, if you were able to get to it over the weekend. Curious who you think so far comes off as the hero and who comes off as the villain so far. So we'll get to that coming up next.
now free to discuss the first four episodes of The Dynasty on Apple Plus, and I'm curious. I'm curious about a lot of things, but I'm curious about who so far appears to be the hero, who so far appears to be the villain. So we could get to that. We could we could re uh, re discuss Curtis's lead this morning about Ernie Adams. Uh, this is Kyle from Lowell. Hello, Kyle. Hey, how's it going? What's up? Not much. Before I get into the dynasty, the Russia story is unreal, isn't it? It's amazing. American foreign policy. It's like ten billion in three different countries and two genocides funded for us to keep for us to keep things in balance. Russia over here, they're just sending limousines for their foreign policy. It's unbelievable. I mean, the it would be great if it were one of those exploding limousines or uh, one that had microphones or something. Yeah, oh, it definitely it. got microphones in it. What better way to like <laughs> make so? it seem yes. like you know we're yeah. friends, but that's yeah. your enemy and you want to know what's going sent on? Over like an exploding cake or something uh, like that. That thing got cameras yes. and microphones yes. all over. Uh, but but on topic, if you could, Kyle, uh, on Dynasty, did you call about that or no? Yes, I think it's unbelievable. Two of the best to ever do it, greatest coach ever, and the greatest quarterback ever have both been cheated on. Tom Brady by Giselle, Bill Belichick by Robert Kraft behind his back. <laughs> I mean, on I, I will say I'm surprised so far in the Twitch chat. Small sample, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. How many people are suggesting that Robert Kraft looks like the villain so far in this? Greg, what? of all the things that you've done in Boston, right? You've yeah. been on the radio here for at least 30 years. Yes. What do people here hate the most? Somebody who's fake, a right. faker. Somebody that says one thing and does another. Everything else, why do you think almost all the great comedians come from here? Because you're rewarded by being brutally honest and laughing at things and, and pointing out the hypocrisy of others. Robert Kraft's attempt here to sully a man's name in this way is transparently bad. In the entire time, watching it with my parents who were watching it for the first time, every time Kraft spoke, my dad was huffing. He's like, ugh, ugh, ugh. He's like, oh yeah, he's the one who who is who is to praise for every good thing that ever ever happened with the Patriots. And Wiggy, I think, always makes a good point where it starts at the top and then trickles down. So you do have to give Kraft credit where credit is due. But to make it seem like you are a self-made businessman who came from nothing, because he kind of paints it out like that. Like I, you know, created this company and then figured out a way to buy the Patriots and I, I, the real estate around Gillette was the reason behind it all. It just comes across like give me all the praise, but every time something went wrong, that was Bill. And you can't have it both ways. We've been saying that for so long, but I think Dynasty escalates the entire thing, highlights it to show that Kraft only wants to be in charge when it's good. Well, yeah, and he has no problem with whether it's Drew Bledsoe or Tom Brady or whomever coming up to complain about what Bill is doing and right. saying, "Yeah, you know, I wish, you know, I wish I could, uh, you know, I can say something if you want. Like, if you want me to go down there, I can say something, but I think it's going to be. Wor- it's like, you know, you're either running the whole thing or you're not. It, it was either you running the whole thing or Bill running the whole thing. Well, I think he was like. Part of wanting to be in the beginning part, he wanted to be a little bit more involved. And then as the winning progresses, you start to see that there's a shift where Bill becomes 
untouchable or so big in the sense of the success that he's having where he starts to change a little bit and Robert almost looks at it like, well, wait a second, this is my team, but I feel like an outsider. Well, you mean like Bill was getting the credit, which, by the way, was was just and deserved. True, but Robert was kind of like, I'm still holding some pieces together. I'm not going to, I'm not having the Drew Brady thing blow up because I'm being this mediator that's kind of, trying to, like, settle the peace a little bit and saying, hey, Drew, I could go to him, but that's not going to work out best for anybody. It Let it all play itself out rather than Robert going to um, Bill and saying, all right, what's going on here? So I think he learned a little bit from the Parcells' mistakes. This but, is uh, – go ahead, Curtis. No, sorry. I was just going to say, that what was the point of the press conference? Robert Kraft knew all of this was in the can. He knew it was going to be released in February. So why was he so dead set on getting that awkward conclu- – final press conference where he and bill shared the stage briefly like i don't that in hindsight makes even less sense he should have came out with this thing a year ago or two years ago when bill was still here because then maybe it probably paints bill in a different picture a little bit and they maybe what's that stuff they when they say in the world of uh uh editing and television cutting room floor some of that stuff would have been on the cutting room floor this is Scott from Bellingham. Hello, Scott. Hey, how's it going, Greg? What's up? So um, I had, uh, called as well to say that Kraft kind of looks like the, the bad guy. I think there are two reasons. One is that everything he says is so self-serving. For example, with Spygate, he says that, you know, they were just trying to protect Bill. No, you weren't trying to protect Bill. You're trying to protect the image of your franchise and success of the team, which there's nothing wrong with that, but don't project it like you're some white knight coming to save the day. <laughs> and then also, I, I think Bill Parcells pretty much slamming him as, you know, saying you know nothing about the about football and taking the draft away from him early on. I think that swayed a lot of people against Kraft as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I it was interesting. I don't think that relationship is ever going to be prepared, uh, repaired. Uh, Parcells, Kraft and Parcells. Yeah, because Parcells came off like, and he was, you know, he's not on there much, but he comes across as like it was all about Bill. And I mean, Robert even goes, you know, Bill was more focused on what, you know, what was going to be in the best interest for Bill Parcells than he was the team. But isn't that ironic, given this, where Robert Kraft has dedicated a ten-part docu series to make him look best? So how can you rip Parcells about being about Parcells when you've done this entire project for you and your own vanity? And for playing for both of them, both playing for Parcells and Belichick, I was fortunate enough to play for both of them. And knowing Parcells, I would have loved if they would have took the governor off him and gave him more, and to, for him to you know say, hey, the, whoever the people that were asking him the questions. So what's your view of everything? Because Parcells is not holding his well, tongue. he could have said anything he wanted to. Well, I, maybe not because it's a craft production. Right, and I bet he did. Where where Belichick, he's not going to say much about anything, right? He, you know, he, he doesn't want to say anything. Where Parcells, he's going to give his side of the story, and he's going to give it. He don't care how you feel. And that's where I, w- I would have loved to see more of him, especially when they painted the picture like, 
he had already moved on to the Jets. I did like watching during Spygate, though, how how clear and open Bill was back then when talking to the media. Yeah. Because he said basically, like, yeah, no, it, it didn't really help us in any way, shape, or form. And I, I think everybody looks across the field and, and takes note of what other coaches are doing or what calls they're, they're, they're making. And then to say, yeah, I made a mistake. He takes ownership for it. So then you have him taking ownership in real time and then having craft years later saying, I went up to him and I said, what's the percentage of how important this is to your game plan? And he says 1% and he says that he is, I forget the word a that schmuck. he uses, a schmuck then to be doing that. Schmuck. You're a schmuck. Like, why, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to tell that story right now? It just, it, it's, it, I think it's going to end up backfiring in Kraft's face. Hmm. Because I don't think he's being portrayed, or, or it's not coming across to fans in in the way that I think he, in his mind it is. And somehow I think, call me crazy. I don't have a, I don't know this to be a fact. If Bill Belichick had an incident off the field that got international attention, it may have been included in the docu series. The mm-hmm. same can't be true for the person who put it together. Yeah, this is Cotto from Lemonster. Hello, Cotto. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? Um, so. Absolutely loving the the dynasty, um, but I do think that Kraft he he just gives me major weasel vibes. It's all about him. It's I I I me me me, and I agree with Courtney. That thing that he said calling him a schmuck was just so stupid. He's trying to trying to make it seem like he's the guy with all the power. He's the one that built it all, and it's like, dude, you signed the paycheck. Just shut up. Then you're a real schmuck. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not it, and I think part of it is because when, you know, where it is a Robert Kraft, I don't want to say if it's a Robert Kraft production, but they have final say on everything. It is going to come across as it's more about you than anybody else, and that at the end of the day, now that we know how it's ending, how it ended with Bill, it isn't going to look good for you. If I was Robert, I would have never did this. Mm. Well, my I my biggest takeaway based on and again we've had the the luxury of being able to watch all of the episodes, but my biggest takeaway has always been that this dynasty, which was created, will probably there were so many things that had to be in place, mm-hmm. random and otherwise, for it to happen. It'll it'll never happen again, and there you cannot. Put the you cannot give the credit to what they were able to do to one person. The credit belongs, in my opinion, to Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in whatever the however you want to define the descending or ascending order. Wiggy at, and and then there's guys like Wiggy and and uh, every player who came in and out of there. Mm-hmm. And so I think. The unfortunate thing, at some point, it became amongst everybody the the goal to get the credit for what was going on there right. as a, individually. Right. And the, I include Robert, Tom, and Bill right. in that. The egos got in the way. 100%. The, the egos of knowing, like, and that is, you know, that... That is just, like, human nature where people feel like... It has to be, I'm the reason. And all three of their egos got in the way 
because as they start as they all started to be successful, they couldn't share in it and say, "Oh, I'm happy for him. He's happy for me." And that's what you're starting to see. That's why I think if Robert was to do when he if he could go back and do this again, I would tell him just keep it about the dynasty and the football element of it. That's now, it. Now that it's out, the, now that the Spygate episode is out, do you guys all agree with me that that was the change for Bill Belichick in the way that he dealt with media players, or maybe not players, Wiggy, because you were mm-hmm. with him before, but media fans, uh, writers, and, and because of the mangini of it all and, and how he felt so... Uh, taken advantage of, or I guess duped in that like, case, like backstabbed. That's yeah, why backstabbed, he, yeah. and that's why he keeps his circle so close. That's why he wants to hire people that he trusts. Like I, I you, you understand him better after watching that episode and seeing just how Mangini took an opportunity and yeah. completely screwed him over. I think that betrayal was mm-hmm. led to him becoming that way. Well, I that's think. why we now know, like, people are like, why did he treat Mac like this? Now you know why he treats Mac. And I told you, I've been saying this, once you're out of the circle, there's no way back in. Once he feels like you betrayed him, and that's what Mac did in the sense of going to talk to whoever he was talking to right. behind his back, or even if he feels like you're a guy... That is just a locker room um, instigator in the sense like, okay, he could be dividing the locker room. That's it. He's washing your hands. And so he's going to treat you way differently than he does maybe some other people. Yeah. All right. Well, we're four episodes in. Another two drop on Friday? Yeah, Yeah. I think it's two every week. Okay. Well, we will be able to talk about that with you one week from today. When we return from Fort Myers, where we will be on Wednesday and on Thursday and on Friday. And right now, Courtney, and what is trending this hour? Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. The Sox get their first win of spring training, beating the Braves yesterday 5-4. to four, The final from Cool Today Park. Brian Bayo got the start and struck out three in his two innings. The Sox had two games yesterday. The other also a win over the Twins, 8-6, to six, in which Devers hit a three-run homer at JetBlue Park. They take on the Phillies today at 105. You can listen to Will Fleming and Lou Merloni on EEI 850 starting at 1 o'clock. Elsewhere in baseball, another free agent gone. Cody Bellinger re-signed with the Cubs, agreeing to a three-year $80 million deal. The Bruins have a late one tonight they're out in seattle taking on the kraken puck drop is at 10 that is what's trending here's curtis with your weather thank you courtney 36 degrees cloudy skies in boston afternoon high in the mid 50s well the evil genius who is ernie adams was the subject of the lead of chris curtis this morning at 625 when we got to our leads i mean that is a cut that (laughs) why would you have to take something to your grave if you had nothing to hide right (laughs) see that's why i think they fell flat because they could have been like hey we were doing something that everybody in the league was doing so we were filming the well, but but they weren't. I mean, I I think that's Curtis's point is that they they weren't doing something that everybody. I think everybody did. in the league was doing that. I think everybody was filming the sidelines, hand signals going up, and trying to see if they can, you know, get in a back room somewhere the next well, time. No, I mean, clearly, I think. I mean, I don't know. I like Curtis said earlier. I don't think we need to re adjudicate it. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, Eric Mangini, 
felt like that was so egregious that that's why he felt the need to complain about it. That it or wasn't he doing he it? Knew about uh, it. <laughs> like, wasn't he doing yes. it the season before? So that's where it's a loss for me. He wasn't. He didn't think it was bad when he was doing it. He just wanted to take Bill Belichick down. But does and anybody think that Bill Belichick, if he knew Bill Parcells was doing something illegal at Gillette Stadium and he found the Parcells film crew on the sideline, that Bill Belichick wouldn't have ratted him out? No. Because Bill would have known, I'm doing the same thing. Why do I want to bring attention to Parcells when because all the Jets weren't doing the same thing? They were. Do you honestly believe Yes, that... I honestly believe. Oh, so you believe the Patriots were the only team... No, I never said the only one, but the Jets weren't in that game filming the Patriots' signals. That game, okay. Oh, not that game. And I'm just saying, from an overall... That's why I said, when you look at this, do you believe that the Patriots were the only team that were filming sideline signals? I don't think you have to believe they're the only team to believe okay. it was wrong. So it, my point is this. If I'm selling drugs over here, and you're selling drugs over there... Guess what? We're both selling drugs. If you decide you don't want to sell them at nighttime, and I do, well, yeah, using, but, uh, wait, 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 wait. If, using you don't that, get, if you don't get caught for selling the drugs, then we don't know that you were selling the drugs. Right. I mean, using that logic, you shouldn't no, no, arrest no. anybody for selling drugs because there's no, no, always no. somebody what, else selling them no, no, that's not what, getting caught. What ends up happening is you and me were selling them together. Now you're no longer selling them with me. You want to highlight me for selling them knowing that you're doing it over there. <laughs> you're a rat. Yeah, that's all that is. That's what Mangini did. If Bill did that, you would say brilliant move by Bill. But Bill, why would do you that. allow another team to cheat at your facility? Yeah, but I, I, I told you personally, I don't think Bill would say to uh, would would do that on Parcells. And the other thing is, is that from the docu series we talked about this Saturday with uh, Ken briefly, I believe after two hours, long day, um, was the Bill Parcells not in the Patriots Hall of Fame because yeah. of being one foot out the door. If you're going to bar a coach from getting into the Patriots Hall of Fame for costing the team a Super Bowl, then you have to ban both Parcells and Belichick. Because Belichick took a personal uh, issue and prevented the team from winning a Super Bowl. Well, he gives him a pass because he won six of them. (laughs) Well, I know, but it's ridiculous that Parcells is... It's very petty that he's not in there. It's very petty. Yeah, you know they don't like each other. Yeah, when you see that episode, you can see why, yes. I guess, and see how petty it really is. Yeah. But, I mean, I, the guy changed the the direction of the franchise simply by being here. Well, let me ask I you mean, this question, Greg, because this is, a good, this is a good conversation. Would you put somebody in the Hall of Fame, in your Hall of Fame, if you own that franchise, if you knew that person looked at you like you were an absolute moron? That you knew nothing about the sport. You basically, all you were is basically the sponsor or the donator of the Well, yeah, because I think you're doing that. Isn't the Hall of Fame for the fans? Like, the entire thing is for the fans. No, no, but if you had an issue with that person. Then you're a real schmuck. If you had, if the Greg Hill Show had a Hall of Fame and you were able to say, okay, I'm going to put people in. But you knew there was one person that you worked with, and that person basically goes, Greg doesn't know his ass from his elbow when it comes to radio, and the only reason why he's there is because he has money and he's able to do it. If the person had been, like, instrumental in the success of the show, yes. Mm. Uh, I don't know about you that. So? No. And I wouldn't blame you. Hold yeah, the chip. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't blame. I don't blame um, Kraft. You don't, you don't blame Robert Kraft for not putting Bill Parcells in. I don't blame him for holding a grudge.
because of the guy that he employed basically makes it known that this guy is a boob. So I don't hold that against them because that's basically what, what, what it was with Parcells. And Parcells was looking at Robert like, what the hell are you doing? Just shut up. Give us the money we need and go up there and share in your, your, your suite. Yeah. This is Eric from Fort Myers where we will be this week. In fact, Eric, we are going to be at Ore and Iron in Naples on Thursday from 5 to 7 for a patio pregame. Are you going to come join us? Um, I'll, I might try to come check it out. We'll see. I mean, right. the weather's beautiful down here. Good. All right. Well, can't wait to get there. What's up? Hey, I just had uh, one question for you guys. Um, I, I like how uh, I've been watching the um, series with my brother and everything, you know, the dynasty. And I was just wondering, what do you guys think, like, if Randy Moss and we never got him, what, does the dynasty still happen? That's my only question. Oh, Randy Moss didn't win a title. What are you talking about? Well, I'm just saying, would you, that that year would we have won all them games and gone undefeated? Oh, oh, in uh, 2016. Okay, I mean, so, oh, oh, 2007. I'm sorry, going 16 and 0. Yeah, I don't. If you probably have, if you don't have Randy, you probably don't go sixteen and oh, maybe you're still pretty good, but I don't think you're going undefeated. But that's the real season. question is, would the dynasty happen if Wiggy was never on the team? Oh, that's right. that's a different question. Yes, yeah. no, yep. we all know that. <laughs> but I think that you, so I back to the Parcells thing. It is interesting because Robert knows that Bill Parcells feels this way about him. Why would he want to? put him in the Hall of Fame for that when he feels like, okay, this guy thinks I'm a moron. This Wiggy, guy- you have to be above it. Robert nah, Kraft knows that Bill Parcells, Bill Parcells brought in Ty Law, Stop Teddy Bruschi, Stop Ted Johnson, Adam Vinatieri, Troy Brown. Curtis, you know better than anybody. You don't have to be above it all the time. Not all the time, but with a guy that was the key architect that helped to lay the foundation for the greatest Doesn't matter. In American professional sports he history. He made, and lo- I love Bill Parcells. I love him. I think he's an unbelievable coach. I do believe he deserves to be in the the Patriots Hall of Fame. But he made Robert look and feel like a moron. And if I was the owner of the team, I would probably be holding a grudge too and feel and be petty too that this Same. guy that this guy makes it seem like I don't know anything. I will uh-huh. say I will say put Randy Moss on the list of guys who love Bill Belichick. Oh yeah, he's not a guy who in this series is taking shots at Bill like some. No, so um, you can clearly define the guys that love him and those that had an issue with him. Um, I think by the end, and also the people that want to say Parcells didn't draft those guys. Look at the Patriots drafts when Parcells was here, and then when Parcells went to the Jets, and you will see for yourself. That Parcells was the one making the picks because the Andy Katz and Moyers, the debacles that occurred after Parcells left, because you got a haul of picks from the Jets mm-hmm. and you did nothing with them. Now, in Twitch, they're saying, well, what about when Parcells, it, way down the line, passes on? It, now, then would Robert consider doing it? Like, I think maybe Robert just does it while while Parcells is still here because Robert wants to show that he has the upper hand. I'm saying I'm saying years and years a full Hillman Jinx scenario. No, Parcells is Bill Parcells. No, he's sprightly and in shape. (laughs) 
No, he's 82. I get what you're saying. Using that logic, we should put Greg in the hall today. <laughs> and, and Curtis, I agree with you. Robert shouldn't be petty, but I get why he is. I think Bill Parcells is the reason why the dynasty is what the dynasty is. And the reason why I say that is Kraft talks about meeting and working with Belichick when Bill was here in '96, so if Bill never, if Bill Parcells never comes here, you never meet Bill Belichick, and you, you probably don't hire him. We're happy to have the Hillman down at Patriot Place. You've been with us since the beginning. Uh, this is Jeff from Chelmsford. Hello, Jeff. Hello. How are you? What's up? I I think Crafts comes off great. I've watched all four of the episodes. I think he comes off great. I love him. Uh, we need owners like that. Like, maybe the Red Sox could use an owner like Kraft. And, by the way, it was Belichick's fault for getting caught at Spygate, but they also give Belichick the credit for picking Brady over Bledsoe. So some good, some bad. You know, and, um, and don't forget, Belichick was the one that told Kraft that Brady couldn't play anymore. Or maybe we have another Super Bowl, but at least we have three more deep playoff runs if we keep uh, Brady. So I think Kraft comes off great. I love him. Uh, yeah. That's a good point by Jeff. He does give Kraft the credit for kind of sticking with going with Tom over Drew at that point in time because that ha- you know that's a hard decision. You just paid this guy a hundred million dollars. He gets hurt. Do you think Bill Belichick really told Robert Kraft that Tom Brady couldn't play anymore? Yeah, I don't yeah. believe that. Based on what you've seen in, yeah, I think in so. latter episodes from what Tom says. Well, I, I don't know what episodes you're talking about, but I'm just basing it off of how it ended here in 2019, I believe was Brady's last year. See I, that this is what this is the whole this is what bothers me. As people say, Wow, Greg, what did, what did Robert Kraft do to you? I, I and I can't win either way. It's either, you know, Shine playing the audio of Robert Kraft saying mm-hmm. I've been with him since the beginning or people say I'm turning on him. I the revisionist history, the attempt the 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 hatchet job that mm-hmm. is being done on Bill Belichick is just it, it's it, it's this uh it, it, it's not disingenuous it's uh disrespectful it's disrespectful mm-hmm. And we can all appreciate Robert Kraft and everything that he's done and and not enjoy the way that this has panned out. Like I I think that we all respect Robert Kraft a ton but aren't on board with the way in which We've said goodbye to Bill Belichick, and especially the fact that this was all filmed. What did you say, Greg? It says back June, July. Yeah. Like the, the fact that before Bill and Robert had parted ways, and you know, and and all was good, that he had these things to say. And I think a uh, Bill, what Bill said was what a lot of people, a lot maybe other than Curtis and myself at the time, thought that. Uh, was Brady couldn't play anymore. I used to sit and argue with Dale that last season when they were, uh, uh, that was the 8-0 and year, that Brady was, he wasn't that good anymore. It was about the defense and how the offense could. So I think what Bill was saying is just based on that, he was probably saying, yeah, Tom can't play at the level that he once did, and it's probably time for us to move on. So was Bill wrong in that point? I think a lot of people at that time would have agreed and did agree with Bill that he couldn't play at that time no more. And, Wiggy, that's an easy point where you can be right or wrong, but Robert Kraft thinking that Bill Belichick had more good years left than a 43-year-old quarterback Mm -hmm. is logical. Right. So there's no need to smear. Like, that's my point. 
Robert Kraft made a decision. You agreed with it, Greg. People did. Yeah. You know, some people are right. Some people are wrong. Whatever. Yeah. But this desire to try and shoehorn your legacy and form it in a way that doesn't reflect the actual events on the field is beneath Robert Kraft. You were the owner of the team. You had final say on everything. Right. So to now go back and look at everything that turned out to be a negative mm-hmm. and point the finger at Bill and say, well, that was Bill. I, I was trying to just keep everything together. Mm-hmm. Everything good was you keeping everything to, 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 together. Is That's revisionist history. Right. It's not the way it really happened. Right. But and, that, if it, and if it did happen that way, it was because you were completely out of it and weren't you had nothing to to say about it, and that means that the good and the bad is all on Bill. And we had talk, you can't have it both ways, right? And we talked about this when Bill was still here, and and we always would talk about Bill allowed Robert to not have to take any slings and arrows. Now without Bill and this dynasty, every sling and arrow. Kraft has a giant bullseye on him because every fan is looking at him and going, wait, what? Oh, that, oh, you know, just the way the perception of how it is and how this whole dynasty documentary is starting to play itself out. It's, you know, it's not this great look on him. And here's the other thing, though. Like, what Patriots fans have an emotional relationship with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And there is a t- an actual tangible way in which you can see how each contributed to winning championships. Whether it was Bill signing with Tom over Bledsoe, whether it was the drafts with Dante Hightower and, and Gerard Mayo and, and you know all the Vince Wilfork, all these great players he picked, or with the, the fake the, the snap that hit the field goal to win the game on Monday night against the Broncos and Tom Brady's comebacks. With Robert Kraft it was always relatively ambiguous. It was this role as the runner of the organization. So if there's going to be an actual fight over who you side with, it's going to be the person you have the more emotional attachment with and a better understanding of how they specifically contributed to the winning. That's why Robert Kraft doing this is, is completely not getting the result he wanted. But this is the greatest thing. This dynasty is the greatest thing for the Patriots organization. This why? is the greatest thing that could happen. Because what this is going to do is going to turn... Craft into maybe being viewed as a villain, and what do people want to do when they don't want to be viewed as villains no more? Open up the checkbook and go. We need to get back to where we used to be. I hope so. Before this, let me start. I need to take all this negative attention off of me, and what better way to do that yeah. than make major splashes? In the off season, with the amount of money that I'm willing to spend, where now people go. Eh, so what about the dynasty? Did you see who Robert signed? Did you see Robert paid this guy that and Robert did that? I think this could be what we needed as Patriots fans. All right. Do you think Mayo likes that it's out now before his first season? No, nah, I don't think it bothers him one bit because it really has no effect on him. Mm. I think it adds another element before a season where he's going to be really focused on everything on the field and the media frenzy around dynasty is going to be... A distraction? But he's not part of it. Not a distraction for him or the players, but I think being asked about it and and, and I think how we're talking about Robert Kraft right now, Gerard Mayo probably doesn't love that. that this right, is but like, he, he has no real role in it. If he had like some type of role in something, 
you could maybe see like they would ask him, but he's like, you know, I was just a player on that team. Curtis, a texter wants to know if your opinion has changed when it comes to the percentage that was Brady and the percentage that was Bill. Like, has this changed your yeah, mind? Yeah, it, it has. I'm about 98.3% Tom. 1.7%. <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> um, all right, we'll be right back. Coming up on Wednesday, we will join Courtney in Florida, where I think the sun must be out. Um, we're getting close to deploying the bikini cam, Courtney? I'm bikini cam ready. Oh, you are? Okay, so um, after... I'm out by the pool. Oh, it's oh, you are? still a little bit chilly, so I have my cover-up still on. Okay. Um, right. So after... Paul and John keep poking out of, of the kitchen. Oh, they are? Um, yep. <laughs> okay. So, um. uh, but yeah, no, it's gorgeous <laughs> out. I can show a little bit... Um, for everybody to see okay. just what you're ready for. Okay. Oh, look All at right. that. Oh, that's, that's a nice pool. Nice. Oh, that's that a really nice. nice pool. I said, now is that, uh, well, would you, I noticed that you and Santo got locked out of the neighborhood or something one night over the weekend. Yes. Um, we arrived too late and the guard was not at the guard shack anymore. So we had to get dropped off at the gate. It was a three mile walk back and it started raining. So mm-hmm. um, tough, tough go. But you know what? I'm ready to move here. Like I'm already. I already dress like I'm a 70-year-old woman with a facelift living <laughs> uh, on a golf course. Like, uh-huh. this is w- the life for me. Uh-huh. This is what I was made to do. The facelifts here are also unbelievable. Like, the mm. women look amazing at all ages. <laughs> like, Fifth Ave the other night, some of the best work I've ever seen. Uh, would you not miss anything at all about Massachusetts? I mean, uh, uh, the weather, the traffic... No, uh, the public the, transit. Yeah, <laughs> as long as my family was here, that's that's all that I care about. It's mm-hmm. so nice here. And Curtis, I mean, you spend so much time down in Florida. It's so the pace of play is different. Everybody's mm. happy. The the driving's terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about Curtis driving. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll be very safe. But here's the issue, Courtney. The, every time you go to Florida, it's great. But it's almost not worth the depression you get when you check in for your return flight home because mm. yeah. it's like. Why am I going back to a place that overtaxes, doesn't do... Everything is designed to make your life more difficult here. Everything in Florida is to, is designed to make you happier. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't beat no state tax. Listen, by the way, the this is a democracy. I, I noticed that Fat Sacked okay. in the Twitch chat appears to not want the bikini cam. We don't have to do the bikini cam. It's if, up to uh, Courtney. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm certainly if there, I mean, it appears I mean, she's got. she don't want to let her fans yeah, down. It appears like there's a, you know, a couple 2,000 people or so on Twitch, but if... Yeah, if the it, boobs are boobing. I, I, They're out. I mean, so, if, you know... If, if, if that sack has some sort of an issue or others, then we don't have to do that. That bikini I mean. better have a picture of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick on it. <laughs> I think the bikini cam might get scratched because Courtney's looking around, so it's like, all right, where's Dad at? You know? No, Dad left for his walk. Oh, he did? Oh, he <laughs> left yeah. for his walk. He left for his walk. Paul's waiting for me to go on a walk until after the show. <laughs> it's like, all right, uh, parents, get out so I can get this bikini cam over and done with. <laughs> uh, is Santos still there or has he left? 
No, Santo left yesterday with okay. my little cousin Brooke. Right. Um, I guess there was a packed flight, uh-huh. uh, but they got back safely. Okay. Um, were the overhead and... bins uh, were they all available? Or? Yeah, I think everything was. Oh, and you know what? I came back at a Twitch uh, Twitcher earlier in the show, and it's. I made my point perfectly clear. This Twitcher said what he should have done is brought his bag to your seat when he realized that the overhead bins were full. He should have then put it near the back of the plane. So I said, let me get this right. You should put it above a seat where the person hasn't even boarded the plane yet and screw them instead of just putting it over people who are already seated and have bins above them empty. Mm. I don't understand. Yeah, Santa I think was we, in the right. I think mm-hmm. we've determined if you missed the early part of the show, mm-hmm. the there were people seated in the seats in the fifth row. And they third didn't row. third row, whatever it was, and mm-hmm. they didn't have bags with them. The bins right. were open. Right. So Santo just took advantage of those bins. I think that is okay. But isn't that like third, fourth row real estate? How would you even know if your bins are available if you're putting them up eight rows away from your seat? Well, because if there are people seated in the row mm-hmm. already where the overhead bin is and it's empty, then you are able to, that's open for anybody else. Because you're not going to sit in your seat with an open overhead bin if you want to put something in it. You're going to put right. it in the bin and then sit down. Mm-hmm. So I think the douche move can be uh, removed. From, mm-hmm. from I agree. I agree. Santo's not a douche. He's not. No. He's not. Oh, he's and then not. everybody well, was coming douche, at him in my DMs saying, yeah. oh, sweater cape, tell him to stop dressing like that. I tell him to dress like that. Yeah, we, I, I say, put exa- the sweater. He does exactly what you yes. say. Yes, I mean, does. when are people going to realize that you and him are coastal grandma, grandpa? Like, it, yeah. That's who you are. Like, I mean, and I, I love it. Right. So when are people going to stop with the clothes suggestions? Right. If, if mm-hmm. the clothing is douche adjacent, but it's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, Courtney's in Florida. Should she decide she wants to, we will deploy the bikini cam mm-hmm. on Twitch. I'm confused. And, what and are we YouTube. deploying? Like, the bikini's on. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's just the cover-up <laughs> that's removed, right? I mean, that's how yeah. it works. My mom yeah. did tell me, I need to stop. I do this. Th- I think I've talked about it on the show before. Whenever I'm trying to make a point, sometimes I'll, like, grab my boobs. Mm-hmm. And and it's ever since I was younger, I did this. My mm-hmm. mom was always like, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. So she said, today, if you're wearing your bikini, do not grab your boobs. <laughs> Isn't that how the girl on Mean Girls knew the weather? Yes. Good job, Curtis. <laughs> All right. Courtney's in Florida, and we will be right back. Uh, I, I don't know that there has been a topic. Uh-huh. That has caused more b- ridiculous back and forth than Courtney and her bikini this morning. What is wrong with people? Oh, we're just trying to have some I, fun, you um, know? Half the people are like, I'm here for the bikini cam. And the other half are like, uh, what? what? Now Courtney's going to be in a bikini? Like, what is going on with people? <laughs> Can we get back to the Red Sox? <laughs> yeah. We're just having fun, I you know? know? Everybody I... should try it. I know. We're shaking the tatas. <laughs> right. Greg was too, but nobody clicked on that. Right? <laughs> That's right. They're like, Greg's Greg's cannonball had more views than this? <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to hear two boobs, I'd listen to Cannon Curtis. <laughs> 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 oh man! All you right. know what? 
We're just enjoying ourselves. A hundred percent. It's so weird that a collection of people just like each other and work well together. It's this odd concept in radio. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're going on a trip together and we're not just completely disgusted by the presence of others. I asked, I I need to get an itinerary from uh, whether it's Greg, Curtis, Ken, Wiggy, uh, anybody that's in charge to, I want to, I want to keep the people informed. So I want to make some type of fun little graphic to post on the, on the socials. Okay. Well, really, I mean, the itinerary is the show Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from the ballpark. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And we will do our best to speak to everybody of interest while we are there. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Cora has, I guess, uh, said yesterday about three quarters of his rotation set when it comes to that uh, opening day rotation. So um, that is a good piece of news. And Ken will be happy that baby Pedro is a part of that. So adolescent um, Pedro, adolescent Pedro, he's grown up a little bit. And um, and then you got to see who ends up, whether it's Tanner Houck or Garrett Whitlock or uh, who ends up being the. Uh, the last ad there. You're a Tanner Houck guy. I know that. Well, I do feel like there are some guys who can. I, I hate to say this because the the uh, the the uh, the negative Neds will not like it. But if you get if you get guys that exceed your expectation, then you could be a competitive baseball team this season. So now put uh, that on a brochure. Yeah, put, <laughs> make a T-shirt if you could, Curtis. If everything goes well, we're over five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys talk last week about John Henry walking away when media tried to talk to him? Yes. And what were your takes on that? Uh, he views accountability the same way he does starting pitching. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't understand it. He has not spoken with the media Mm-mm. in in uh, in in long form in quite some time. Yeah. And uh, isn't have, this the time to do it before a, you have any games, before you have any records that people can rip you for? Like this is the time. Talk about the off season. If people want to rip you for your lackadaisical uh, response to how last season ended, then let them. But you need to have some type of conversation. And if you want to take the easy way out, spring training is the easy way out. I think that he is going to, and and you know we go back and forth on this show when it comes to. Um, Sam Kennedy, but I think Sam Kennedy ends up being the guy who has to go out there and yep. take, as Wiggy would say, take these slings and arrows. Yep. Yeah, that's his. Sam Kennedy is his Bill Belichick, right? He's the guy that, you know what? Hey, I pay you this amount of money. You go do the speaking for us, you know, and and I'll stand over here or I'll be wherever I need to be. But any issues or questions that anybody has, you should be able to answer answer the uh, media for those. But wouldn't it, if you were John Henry and you went and spoke with everybody and explained what the strategy is Mm -hmm. behind spending less this particular season, wouldn't that make a lot of the negativity go away? If you at least would, would it would, I get what Red Sox fans be satisfied. If you're a Red Sox fan, Uh would you be satisfied with John Henry Standing up there and telling you, listen, you know, whatever the strategy is, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, you know, uh, we're going to, we believe that payroll, it's out of whack in Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be signing guys to 
that that are going to cost us $30 million a year. We believe that's the way the game needs to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe we're going to be competitive in – uh, very competitive in a in a couple of years, and and we're going to build that from within. Greg, the uh, reason you haven't heard an answer from him is because a satisfactory answer does not exist. John, pay Raffy, pay anybody. <laughs> That's now, why people wouldn't be satisfied. They would just be bitching and complaining about the fact that he doesn't want to spend money. I disagree with you. Now like that's you, how people if you, are. There. If you stood up there and said, "This is the strategy. Yep. This is the plan." Then I think Red Sox fans no. would. I think most of them would be fine with it. No, I, no, I can't. Exactly. But what? What's the plan? They would be pissed off about why? Why are you not spending money? You're this is this is ridiculous. You've spent money in the past. They would just bitch and moan about right. that. Why have you increased the cost of ticket prices while decreasing the, the payroll by seventeen million dollars? Well, it's the cost. That's just the cost of living, Curtis. Inflation. But if if it's inflation, then the salary should be rising to meet it. Well, I mean, they may they they put a cap on that. They make enough money. But exactly. That's why he's not meeting the media because he has nothing to say. He's he, if you're John Henry, you're like I pay Sam Kenny to deal with this. But I I'm bet not. you every ownership, and I don't own any season tickets. But I bet you the season tickets cost more money next year to go to Gillette. I don't even care about that. I care about asking John Henry. Do you feel like you've spread yourself too thin? That that your your interests are elsewhere, uh, and that the Red Sox, <laughs> and that the Red Sox are now almost second class citizens to you, like that's because that's what it feels like for fans. That's what just to answer that. But we talked about this. The uh, we talked about this on Friday. Uh, is that gr- really good businessmen? They have multiple businesses throughout their portfolio and and you know you think about some a lot of owners there are multiple owners in sports that own other franchises we talked about stan Kroenke. he owns the rams he owns the denver nuggets he i think he owns the colorado avalanche okay that's one guy that we always bring up who else um i believe it's the cleveland browns owner also owns the milwaukee bucks there are there are a handful of owners robert crafts well, one of the browns and the bucks one no no the Bucks won a world championship. Okay, one championship. The other, I mean, they've been totally vacant. Right, but uh, the conversation is not what they won. The con- Courtney asked the question. I'm just saying that there are owners out there that own multiple things. I'm, but I'm in the camp of I don't need my owner to talk. All I need my owner to do is spend money and make the team better. And if you don't spend money, then. I need to know why, and if that's okay. The, well, that's what I, you're saying. But, exactly but what I'm Sam, saying is Sam tell me Kennedy, why. Sam Kennedy told us we're not spending money. That's what Sam Kennedy told no, he us. Didn't tell you why. We know why. We, we know. We don't know why. Well, I uh, listen. You're I, a major market, a legendary franchise. Yep. Why? I'm putting two and two together. They weren't going to be in on. Um, Can you give me one reason why they haven't signed Jordan Montgomery? Maybe they feel like they're not trying to spend that type of bread on a, that type of player. What's that type of player? Uh, somebody who they feel like is too expensive for them. Okay, so 2018, Greg, refresh my memory. What happened with the Red Sox in 2018? Did they won, they, uh, they won a World Series. Was it the best season in the history of the franchise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their payroll was $233 million. This year, opening day payroll, which is what, six years later, five years later, one hundred eighty-one million. Mm-hmm. You're talking about nearly fifty million dollars in actually over fifty million dollars in shedded cash on the roster. Yeah. Why shifting? Uh, shifting in philosophy. 
So they, you want to get away from being the best team? No, you want to get away from having the highest payroll. But they, but, but it was if they could pay it off pretty well. No, it did. But maybe they're taking the page out of the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks book. You know, less payroll, and we rely more on some of these younger players to step up and be bigger pieces for us that make plays. Maybe that's the view that they're going, the direction they're going in. Yeah, if they want to charge with the Diamondbacks charge for tickets, I'd be all for it. Sadly, they don't. I don't right. know what's Arizona charge expensive to go to a ball a ball game. Out Diamondbacks there? games? No, I think they pay you to go. <laughs> yeah, they, wasn't it like couldn't you get a ticket last year for like five bucks to go to a Red Sox game? They also yeah, have like, like a student giant discount. Right, Greg still tries to get it. <laughs> uh, this is David from Florida. Hello, David. Good morning. Long talk, no time. What's up? So you guys getting excited to to go down to spring training? Yes, cannot wait, David. Yeah. Well, I got a few activities for you. <laughs> okay, this should be good. Any any that start yeah, after yeah. Uh, any that start after five p.m. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well yeah. I mean, unfortunately for Wiggy, I mean the adult entertainment industry down there, I think, is very lacking. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that, Wiggy. It's all right. <laughs> but um, you know, the, 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 in all honesty, there's there's a great there's a chain of sports bars down here called Duffy's. Curtis, I'm sure you know if you're familiar with them. But you got to find one. You got to find one. I don't know where it is, but I know there's one in Fort Myers. Okay. And then there's enough. There's definitely some down there. And there's another bar in Naples called Boston's. I don't know where that is, but there's another bar in Naples called Boston's. Okay. And there's also um, there's a, a seafood restaurant down there that has incredible New England clam chowder. Why would we so leave here to go to get clam chowder in Florida? <laughs> just neat. I mean, it's come on. I mean, isn't it isn't it exciting to go down and have clam chowder away from from New England? No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> sure it is. I mean, it's. Yeah. I think it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, we I got to run soon. But another thing is, I am I am counting on those at spring training to incessantly and relentlessly boo the crap out of John Henry. I am just counting on that <laughs> relentlessly, uh-huh. and I hope it yeah. happens. All right. We'll hit up the bocce courts, too, right? Isn't bocce big down there? No, not bocce. Shuffleboard. And pickleball. Shuffleboard's yeah. big, right? Uh, no, bocce's huge, too. Oh, is bocce it's big huge down there? in Florida. Uh-huh. Yeah, big sport. Are we going to get to the villages and what Greg found online? Oh, yeah. We could, we could, we could, yeah. The, the people of the villages want to welcome you all to Florida. So we could do that before <laughs> oh, the show ends. Yeah, What's the villages? So- <laughs> What's <laughs> What's that? We've talked about the villages like a thousand times. I, Greg, I never, I did not know. I had to Google where Fort Myers was on the map of Florida. I had no idea where it was. I mean, I've, I've been to Orlando, Jacksonville, and obviously Miami and Fort Lauderdale and South Beach in that area. Uh-huh. I had no clue. I was like, where the hell is Fort Myers and Naples on a, on the map in Florida? So there has I, never been a human that has existed that has had better unknowingly comedic timing than Jermaine Wiggins. <laughs> oh, I've just true. never been there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's on the west side of Florida? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. No idea at all. Is it just we talked all about the, Remember we talked about the villages being the, the swinging um, community? And that's they had in loofahs Fort, on their car? And that's in Fort Myers? It's in, it's in this area. Oh, it's, it's in that it's area? In the area. Yeah. yeah, see, I thought, like, when I, I heard of Fort Myers in, like, Naples, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's where all the old people go. <laughs> yeah. It's an odd village of swinging people. All right.
in 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 their elderly years. Okay. They have merch. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Uh, all right, let's get to Courtney into what is trending this hour. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Subaru of New England. The Subaru of New England Washington birthday sale event lasts all month long. Now the Red Sox get their first wins of spring training, beating the Braves yesterday 5-4. to four. The final from Cool Ta- uh, Today Park. Brian Bayo got the start and struck out three in his first two innings. The Sox had two games yesterday. The other one a win over the Twins 8-6 to six, in which Devers hit a three-run homer. They take on the Phillies today at 105. You can listen to Will Fleming and Lou Merloni on EEI 850 on the Shaws and Star Market. WEEI Red Sox Network. Elsewhere in baseball, another free agent gone. Cody Bellinger re-signed with the Cubs, agreeing to a three-year, $80 million deal. And the Bruins have a late one tonight. They're out in Seattle taking on the Kraken. Puck drop is at 10. And the Subaru of New England Washington birthday sales event lasts all month long. Feel the freedom of a 2024 Subaru with symmetrical all-wheel drive. SubaruofNewEngland.com. That is what's trending. Here's Curtis. And Curtis, are you going to give us the Florida uh, uh, forecast as well? Because it's starting to get a bit warm out yes. here. So, Courtney, great segue. Uh, 38 degrees here. Afternoon high of 53. It's going to be nice this week. Nice and warm. Uh, seasonal wet, uh, temperatures here. But Fort Myers, Greg, Courtney, and Wiggy, mm-hmm. the weather keeps improving with my modeling. Okay. So we arrive Tuesday night. It's going to be clear skies, perfect to land. Perfect. Wednesday, 81, partly cloudy. All right. Thursday, we're going to be in the mid-80s. All right. 85, All right. partly cloudy skies. The UV index, Greg, 7 and 8. Uh, so SPF your butt off. Fantastic. All right. Can't wait to work on the tan. I have just the worst timing in the entire world. I literally just <laughs> took off my cover up uh, as my dad walked in the door. I told you. And he is standing uh, there really, like. I, we yeah. really can't see it. Yeah. I, I think you need to stand up. Oh, well, no, Lord. I'm not giving you my butt. <laughs> that, that costs extra. You have to pay for that. It's and the tatas or nothing. Like, I feel like. We, Mitch needs to remove the phone number banner off the bottom of that thing. Like, I mean... Well, it's like, giving a little peekaboo effect, yeah, you know? I guess so. what that is? I guess so. All yeah, right. but like my poor father. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting I mean, very like um, okay, okay, Monday right. night and yeah. Sunday night football players' introductions. <laughs> Is that what you're getting out of it? I'm Courtney Cox, Low Mass, BC High, uh, BC College. BC College? What's the C stand for? BC. SMH my head. RIP in peace. All right, we got to take a quick break, but we will be right back. We're from the villages. Of course, I have a pink loofah on my Jeep. We're from the villages. An upside-down pineapple is not a cake. We're from the villages, and swinging keeps us in shape. We're from the villages. Of course, happy hour starts at 9 a.m. We're from the villages. Of course, we have dinner at 4.30 every day. We're from the villages. Of course, I go to bed at 7.30, just not by myself. We're from the villages. Of course, we take five naps a day. We're from the villages, and of course, I'm on my fourth, no, fifth husband, no, sixth. Well, 
Wiggy just changed the activity. Never mind the swamp tour. Well, I he, wa- he wants to go visit the villages. <laughs> that is the swamp tour, uh, the villages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you sent that uh, that thing over, I saw that, but underneath it, it said BC. So I thought this was something related to like BC and Chestnut Hill. I was no, like, what? No, it has nothing to do with that. Nothing all right. to do with that at all. Oh, yeah. That is an odd community that yes. exists in Florida. The right. anything, the anything goes state. All right. Where we will be on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday at JetBlue Park, and of course on Thursday, a patio pregame with you at Ore and Iron, which is in Naples, mm-hmm. and they're throwing out lots and lots of light apps. So. Um, boy, I, are what you, they call light apps at the villages? Uh, <laughs> you, uh, Courtney, are, are you in the Twitch chat? I am, and let me just tell you, everyone has to relax. Uh-huh. Should they Uh-oh. relax a little bit? Wow, well, it's on. like I mean, the, it, a lot of people are very nice. I love the Twitchers, and even if you have something negative to say, that's okay. That's okay. Everybody should be heard. But at the same time. They're boobs. We yeah. all have them. I have them. Uh-huh. Greg has them. Wiggy yeah. has them. Shime has them. And Curtis has them. Yeah. And just because I'm not, I I'm not I'm not small chested, doesn't mean that I need to be looked at any differently than anybody else. Correct. Mm. I would agree. You got to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> Bill has them. We all have them. So, and and honestly, I just this is it's like I'm wearing a shirt. Yeah. How kids dress today? This mm-hmm. is a shirt. Are, there yeah. are people that are in bikinis everywhere in the world yeah. on, on any day. That's uh, just any a given crop day. top or whatever yeah. they call it. I mean, uh, yes. In uh, Johnny Ringo 12, also Coco, leave them alone. I told you I have a, I have a problem. It's a tick of mine <laughs> that I touch. <laughs> uh, Something I've been working on for years. In all sincerity, there is this unbelievable rage and derangement that has occurred since the pandemic where lonely men lash out at attractive women. <laughs> it is unlike anything. If you go anywhere on social media, you click on anything, these people are so depressed and alone. Mm. It's pathetic. Like, yeah. what, what are you doing today? It's, it's Monday. It's going to be a nice day in Boston, work week. You know, you're sitting here complaining. There's a million opportunities for you to get whatever you want within the click of a button. Yeah, and it's the people that are like... Up, Curtis. Courtney loves attention. Correct. <laughs> yep. I do. Right, who doesn't? I work in radio. Uh, I talk for a living. Mm. Like, I, what do you expect? We all love attention. Every single one of us. Uh, I'd be a priest if I didn't. Actually, priests it, love attention. They speak in front of tons of people every Sunday. Yeah. They do. It's really not something that you can't see on any beach or any pool or anywhere in the United or States. Or when Courtney and I were at BC College. So it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, This is Dave from New Bedford. What's up, Dave? Uh, I was going to talk about the documentary, but I'm trying to figure out why people are mad that somebody's in a bikini that they can watch. It's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And they're, they're, and they're watching it. So they're very angry about it. They're very angry about it, but they went right to Twitch or YouTube to watch it. It's an an interesting phenomenon. Very interesting. Um, so I don't know how you feel, you guys feel, but I am, this documentary is not anything that I thought it was going to be. It's actually worse than I thought it was going to be. Really? And for these reasons, yeah. yeah and, and I'll tell you why. Oh, three and oh, four. How do you, how is that a blip on the radar screen 
that they don't even go into how great those teams were and we have even discuss it. They just well, there's no they spent more there's no way to go make ahead. there's in discussing 03 and 04 there's no way to make Bill look bad. So uh, that's well, I, Greg. Greg, I agree with you, and but I will say, Bill made himself look bad, and Ernie Adams by both refusing to go into a little bit of depth about Spygate and the arrogance that Belichick had to tape Mangini, knowing that Mangini was actually the person that did that for Bill not too long ago, was just idiotic. And the other thing that makes me insane is Bill saying that those tapes from Spygate helped him out maybe a one out of a 100. Yeah. There is no way that Bill Belichick expends that much energy on something that gives him a one out of 100 chance of being better. It's, there's no way. There is no way that that library he had with the genius Ernie Adams only accounted for a one out of 100. That's There's a great, no way. That's a great point by Dave, because if I'm interviewing Ernie Adams, I say, Ernie, Bill told Robert Kraft that this taping apparatus that you used only gave you a one out of 100 in terms of improved <laughs> chance to win a game. Why did you give so much time to a task that yielded such little benefit? That's how Bill operates. And Bill operates where yeah, Ernie, even Ernie, even if it's only... A one percentage, a one percent advantage. One, he still does it. He still does it because the, especially the, if everybody else is doing it. The difficulty of to really have it be done in real time, like Ernie sees something, a hand signal, then rely it to build, then get it in. It's it's very difficult for that to really be something that you can use in the moment in the in game. It's game. more like tendencies. Yes. So we take this and we look, and so when we play the Jets again, let's see if we can decipher, maybe if they've kept their signals the same, let's see if we can decipher something before the game. So if we happen to see that, if I'm now watching as Bill, who's now watching across the field, who's calling the defense, sees a quick signal, he can replay it with another quick signal to the guys on the field and go from there. Go ahead. So, Wiggy, how bad does Ernie Adams look when he says, I'm taking this to my grave? Yeah, I get that part. Yeah. You actually, yeah, that, that was terrible, and that's yeah. a bad look for the organization, if you ask me. That's a bad yeah. look for Belichick, of course, because he's made to look bad to all of this. Um, but, but, on really that topic, was made to look- but on that topic, Wiggy, right. if, if you're only getting a 1% out of 100, why mm-hmm. wouldn't they read chapter and verse about what they did? Why are they concealing it? Uh, yeah, I don't I, I don't know why they're concealing it. Because it was more than a 1% no, out it, of 100. It, it really isn't, Curtis. As somebody who's watched a ton of film, who's been in those meeting rooms before, who's been on the sidelines before, understands that, especially who's worked with Bill Belichick, understands where he might be looking for that 1%. Because it's so – because you have to – if you're filming the Jets, you know you play them again. Mm-hmm. So you're able to maybe get some of that information that maybe helps you out a little bit. But let's say you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. You film them on the sidelines. You might not play them for another, another four years. Yeah, another two, so, three years. But they played the Rams in the Super Bowl after playing them in the regular season. No, no, I, I understand that. You don't think that gave them more than a 1% advantage? Uh, I think what if you're given – because remember, Bill was – uh, in the wrong for filming from where he was filming. So if you were in the right and you were filming from up high and you were still filming, you're still getting the same advantage. 
right? You're still getting the same type of film. Um, you just did it from the wrong location. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference? My point is, is that you utilize it, <laughs> but I don't get what you now don't get. You think he's carrying water, Curtis? No, no. But if the Patriots lost a Super Bowl to the Rams, but if it's when le- the Rams were found to be illegally taping their signals, no. nobody in this within the sound of my voice would spend a millisecond Mm-mm. mitigating the damage. But if you were allowed to film the sidelines, I'm not going to re- relitigate this. There's yes, so many it, false reports about right, what you okay. could or couldn't so, film. And I'm telling you, based on somebody who knows because I played at that level. You just level, said the players didn't know anything about it. Yeah, I'm talking about knows on how the in-game, it's not helping you out in the moment. That's, you're getting, that is why Ernie Adams was on a splitter. Right, but he was on a headset. But even if he looks down and sees it, the time that you're getting to relay, it's not going to be there. It's not quick enough. So I mean, then he spent all this time doing yes. something that gave no advantage. If you know Ernie Adams, Ernie Adams lives in the basement. Right. That's what he does. Looking, so, at, looking at signals. <laughs> so, but if it is a 1% chance, that's what Bill does. When when I heard said this to, um, I think it was Mayo. And I said, don't chase ghosts. Maybe went in an interview or we were talking to one of those coaches. That means, like, and he started giggling, those are coaches like Ernie Adams and Bill Belichick that are going going back 10 years to watch somebody when they coached in high school to see if they can pick something up. That's And if it's a, only a 1% chance it helps you out, they're looking for that edge. But isn't that what makes made Bill so great? That's what makes him a great coach. That's why... When you have situations that arise in a game like the San Francisco 49ers and their team doesn't know about the overtime rule, it's because Bill is the type of coach that would pull out a film from 20 years ago and goes, here's this play that happened. Do you think Ernie's Ernie's pissed? We we can't hear you. Can you stand up? (laughs) 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 Do you think Ernie's pissed that Kraft allowed that part to be put into the final edit the the off camera because ernie is of an older age mm-hmm. i think that when he was having that conversation with a producer he didn't think the cameras were rolling he didn't think that that was ever going to see the light of day and if we all believe that the crafts had final say in whatever got put in well but they s- did that with everybody including bill like they did that in a in a later episode they yep. do that with bill where they clearly had an agreement where they weren't going to ask about certain things, and they went ahead and asked about them anyway. Right, and kept the camera on. With everybody, mm-hmm. almost everybody. Right. You know. Yeah, and, and I think that you're, you're probably spot on, Courtney, is that, you know, Ernie had no clue, like, all right, no, I'm not going to talk about the not being, like, not realizing that's a hot mic situation, mm-hmm. and then that's what you get out of it. And then when he says, oh, I could... because. I would have been like, all right, well, tell us like some information on what was you were real, what was the real advantage, or the more than one percent, or two, or even three percent that you were getting from doing that. Because I don't think that's a big deal. Because I yeah, think most I, coaches uh, that were in the league knew, like, okay, we're all doing it. So why would they destroy the evidence? Evidence if it was so benign and it was so transparently done by other teams? Because the league told them to destroy. It. Right? Why? Because didn't Goodell say that he didn't want more leaks because wasn't it Jay Glazer who said, I saw the film? But if it's all just different coaches and it's looking right, up so at the clock and you, down and You distance. love to ask questions. Let me ask you a question. What do you believe 
that they were able to get out you of it. Lo- they do- knew the play before you- it was snapped. You, you do love to ask questions. Yeah. Oh, okay, so and you- answer them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so you believe that they were able to get the play before the play was even snapped? Right. That's the whole purpose of it. Right. <laughs> Why else would you get signs and know the signals before the snap if you couldn't know what the play was? What yeah, else would be the purpose say, of it? Yeah. Right now, we all say that the Michigan scandal, the sign-stealing scandal this past season, wasn't that big of a deal. So isn't this essentially the same thing? It is. It's not a big deal. If you are a team that uses the same hand signals week in and week out, knowing that everybody in the building's looking for hand signals, mm-hmm. that's on you. Right. I don't disagree, Wiggy, that if you get caught, especially against Bill Belichick, you, using the same call for a, a, a counter or a, mm-hmm. a draw play, then you're culpable as well. I'm not saying that the teams that didn't change their signals weren't dumb. Of course they were dumb. But you know the NFL better than I do, Wiggy. It's There's a, a lot of dumb people in the NFL. Right, but what do they say in the NFL? It's It's been the lifelong saying moniker in the NFL since the day I was and way, way before. It's a copycat league, right? And so we all know, and that's why I believe the whole Spygate thing was overblown because at best you're getting a one percent and you're getting a one percent boost off of anything. Mm. It's too quick. It's too hard to really be. And you study so much film, anyways, that you know, like, all right, there's a good ch- the tendencies. You know, seventy percent of the time on first down they like to run this. Yeah. Um, do you think the when it comes to this, do you agree with the caller? That there's not enough football, that it's that it's so far that it's more of the ancillary stuff, or do you like that? I think but, that's what people want. And what kind of drama was there in that 0304 season? There was none. You're not going to make a TV show about just something that the Patriots have rolled through these seasons, won the Super Bowl. Because there's already been 10 do-your-job DVDs. Yeah, you or focus on the drama. You focus yeah. on the first one, the, the Brady versus Bledsoe. You focus on Spygate. You focus on the undefeated season that you lost in the Super Bowl. You focus on Hernandez and Deflategate and all the important stuff that actually has drama. But yeah. I will say this, and I'm not kissing Wiggy's ass because I'm afraid about a potential sigh. I, 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 <laughs> I, the, the Wiggy part of this would have been fascinating because he was in the first Super Bowl win in Super Bowl 36, and then he was on the other side of Super Bowl 38. Nah. So, <laughs> so it would have been, I, I actually, you know, talk about interesting. I mean, Wiggy rooting for the Patriots as a member of the Panthers in the Super Bowl is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, they emailed Wiggy. Wiggy never checks his email. Uh, maybe. And it's got to be there. Yeah. In the spam, I don't know what, but you got to check your email. Uh, this is John from Gardner. Hello, John. Good morning, good folks. You all look like you're doing well. What's hey, up? Courtney, that clock behind you was one minute off. I was wondering if you could stand up and fix it. <laughs> yeah, it is, if you could, uh, Courtney. Well, it's a have bit, a good day, it's folks. A little, it's a little bit behind. It is interesting. Every yeah. clock here is off. I don't know how my parents ever know what time it is. Every single clock in the car, everywhere, it's the wrong time. Well, if you're just joining us, Courtney is in Florida, mm-hmm. and she joins us this morning from Nipples, Na- Naples. <laughs> uh, and we... <laughs> We will we will be right back. <laughs> Courtney, request on the Subaru of New England text line that your mom makes an appearance tomorrow morning. 
Uh, I don't know if that's possible or not, but they say they hear so much about her, mm-hmm. they would love to put a name with the face. So I can put the request in. Okay, uh, she's poked her head in a few times. Where'd but you move can... back inside now? Yeah, my my computer was gonna die. It actually oh. got a little dicey that last segment. I couldn't believe it. I looked and it was you know nine thirty, so I knew I had still nine minutes, and mm. I could just see it dropping every two seconds. Oh. And you know I don't want to disappoint Ken, so I, I moved it back inside. Um, you could end the show. Well, I guess you can't do it now because of the computer, but with a cannonball. I mean, that's yeah. traditionally yeah, no, I think the that's way. That's your specialty. That's, nice uh, dive. That's traditionally the way these shows end with a cannonball. I mean, I did it. I feel like yeah, you could no. do it. I and that's such a nice pool they have there too. Mm-hmm. It is very nice. <laughs> Jump <laughs> off is, that ledge. It's very nice. Uh, very nice pool. This, this is Chris in the truck. Hello, Chris. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up? And Kogo. Uh, not much. Hey, I don't know if anybody told you guys, but I just wanted to wish you guys a safe flight tomorrow oh. when you head out, and hopefully there's no delays. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, well, and uh, Coco, I just want to say you look great, and Santo's a handsome, lucky man, and uh, oh. if you got it, flaunt it, obviously. Thank okay. you so Very much. Nice. Best Very caller nice. of the You're day. You're welcome. Very nice. All right, well, huh? we will uh, we'll have another show for you here tomorrow. Uh, and then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we will mm. be at the ballpark. There was uh, there was an interesting Peter Gammons report with regard to one National League executive sharing that the Red Sox have spoken with Scott Boris, and perhaps there could be some kind of a Jordan Montgomery deal that that gets done, and uh, that, that would, do- I think that would instantly change. The perception with right. regard to this upcoming season. My predictions are usually off, except when it comes to Brady. Um, my guess is Sam Kennedy joins us, let's say, Thursday at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. The Montgomery deal is announced at 8.55 that morning. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. There you go. I mean, and that's what Rafael Devers wants, and, right. and I'm guessing that others on that team who haven't said it would like that. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe you get... I don't know what their issue was. Whether it was length, he was, well, he was looking for you know as as they all are a seven eight year deal or something mm. like that, and um, so maybe they are able to come to terms and get a deal done there, which would be extraordinary. Do with the uh, what was it the uh, Chicago Cubs player or was it a White Sox player who just signed the three year deal? Do like the three four Cubs. Y- Cubs? Yeah, just do the three four year deal. I think maybe in baseball those lengthy deals are scaring people. Now I know. They signed Yamamoto to whatever the hell his deal was, but maybe they're kind of shying away from some of those deals unless you're the Dodgers. So is he willing to take a three-year deal? We'll see. I think that's what's happened in Major League Baseball and where you know John Henry's been on the other side of it so many times where – you know, whether it was the David Price, uh, not David Price, or even David Price deal or the Chris Sale. Like, people are like, why are you spending so much money on these guys? But it really doesn't matter. Like, the Chris Sale deal, like, you're you're paying a part of Chris Sale's salary mm-hmm. this year. Like, who cares? No, I think initially I, when he first did it, there were a lot of people criticizing that deal. And so I think maybe that's the reason in the switch of and, then, and we can ask him is that the reason in are the there s- more people that are going to criticize for a chris sale like deal or are going to criticize for no deal at all no deal at all i think they want to see them take a risk a, a, a risk with with a big name what gets you more backlash though a blown chris sale deal or no deal that you don't do and then in three four years 
you kind of go from there. I, uh, you will always get the benefit of the doubt that at least you struck out while swinging the bat, not leaving the bat on your shoulder. Okay. And that's what, I mean, that's the thing. What separated the Red Sox, which is was the, the pitch that John Henry made to Billy Bean in the, you see the scene in Moneyball, where he says you can bring your ideas from Oakland where you find the diamonds in the rough and you can augment that with a major market spending. And the Red Sox have just decided voluntarily to stop competing for top-end free agents. And I think if they sign Montgomery, it'll be like, remember they signed Trevor Story, Greg, right, yep. right before camp yep. after an offseason where they did nothing and it kind of was a shot in the arm? This will be that at an actual position of need, not when you still had Bogarts at short. So I this would be awesome. It would be a great first step this season to get some positive news because I feel like the Red Sox have had no good news for months. No, they haven't had any. The only good news is that Courtney's down there. <laughs> well, I mean, and it you know it's not a it, it's not a coincidence that the holdouts are all Scott Boris represented uh, athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's trying to get that money. He's trying to hold firm on the thirty plus million a year, right? Um, and so maybe you can shake loose at least Jordan Montgomery from that and. Maybe even Scott Boris knows, like, okay, we're at this impasse right now and that if we take less, this shifts the market. It completely shifts the market unless you're an absolute, you know, world changer in the sense of Shohei, Yamamoto, whoever that next, like, you know, superstar um, world changer could be. Right, I, and and maybe that's what Boris is kind of holding on for his plays, like because it wasn't. Then you also say wasn't Blake Snell wanting like seven or eight or nine years? Yeah, at something ridiculous, and it's like maybe teams are like, oh, we're not going to give those type. We're not throwing that type of money no more. Yeah, three years though isn't that long. Like, uh, why wouldn't you do a three year deal? I understand if you want to do seven, eight years, and that's basically what. Craig Breslow was saying was that he doesn't want to screw them over for the future, but a three-year deal like well, the, well, is that I, on the table? To get the the player the the player has to agree to the short right. the, the short deal. They're not right. going to. And why would you do that as a player? Why would I you know take a three-year deal when I'm going to hold out for a seven-year deal? It just you know it don't make sense for me to do that. Maybe that's where we have this impasse right now of some owners going. Well, do we want to really do this, or can we shift and set the market in a different direction? What's the plan Wednesday after the show? I want to get like in the groove for. Are we going to get lunch? <laughs> are we going to go watch the like the fungos for a bit? What are we going to do? Because we all have to drive in the same car. Yeah, I think we should probably go for lunch somewhere on the water. Love it. Oh, I okay. love that. What day are we doing the activity? I think that'll probably be Thursday. We'll do the activity, the group activity. Okay. And then what night are we doing Sea Grill? That would be Wednesday. Uh, yeah, that'll be Wednesday night, and then Thursday is the patio pregame okay. at Or and Iron right. uh, in Naples. Right. And what time do you guys uh, arrive tomorrow? I don't know. We I land thought... at eight, but I've checked the flight that Ken booked us on. It's on time six percent of the time, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, looks like midnight. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, do not head to Logan until you check the flight, Wiggy and Greg. Because oh, really? this thing has been landing. I looked at the uh, Why flight. Why <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, my mother just had a flight out of Florida yesterday, and they said that the tarmacs were so backed up 
it was like she was sitting on the time rack for like an hour and a half. What's the well? Pr- that's the end of school vacation, though. We're done with that. Is that's that what a, that is? That's a whole, that's a school. Well, I think it's just a Florida issue in general. Right, Florida's not on school vacation. Only Boston. But, no, but, but that's 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 who's leaving Florida is all the Boston people who were down there for spring vacation. For... There couldn't be enough Boston people to back up all of Florida's airports. How does a flight get delayed if the weather's fine? Santo and my cousin arrived early yesterday. Oh, they actually of took off early. What, fl- what airline? We're flying JetBlue. What airline were they, they were flying? flying JetBlue. All right. I mean, I don't get if, like, how is a flight delayed if the weather's nice in both places? I don't know. I don't know. All right, maybe, the, maybe there's something on the wing. Who knows? I just hope you guys are safe. I hope nobody's trying to open any doors. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, worry I about that. I'm confident. We have Wiggy. He'll yeah, don't worry anybody. about that. I yeah, hate flying anywhere. Right if somebody tries to go for a door, oh, it's going to be... It's going to be Cam Newton up on that flight. Oh, we didn't ask you, Courtney. Did you survive the exit row that Ken booked for you? Did you figure it out? Were you able to that's, navigate? That's on, the way, that's on the way back. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. And I'll be ready. Uh, I will be uh, able to say yes. I will verbally say that I am okay to use the exit row to help out in, a, in case of emergency. All right. Well, great job this morning, Courtney. And you guys, all. I'm so happy to be back. I, I really did miss you. I had FOMO all last oh, week. Oh, we missed you too. And we'll be yeah. down there to see you in, in 48 hours or something. I like can't that. wait. Le- less, less than that. <laughs> all right. Crush and Foyer are next. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching this show on YouTube or on Twitch. Thank you for streaming it at weei.com. And thank you for listening on the Odyssey app. Talk to you tomorrow morning at 6. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.